0: Driving me wild break up to make up. That's all we do. First you love me, then you hate me. That's okay for
1: fools. Go try it out. Try right out. Out. Oh, you
0: heard
2: that? oh yeah. I'm curious if it's gonna pick up our voices. where On this recording right now. Stay woke.
3: Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke. Let's
2: Alright, I'm recording, so let's see here
1: Thanks, Obama October 25th, 2023 Hello, Good Time Culture Podcast listeners Welcome back This show is lovingly recorded in the sixth largest city in California Otherwise known as the Mighty Mighty OX I am OG Mutt Dog. And on the other mic, you're going to find Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And before we go, please put, place record, sharpen that pencil, get that piece of paper, maybe even scroll it into the wall. Make sure that everyone in the house understands and knows this one thing. That everything and i mean everything that we speak about on this show is protected opinion all right hollywood let's go
2: that's right first amendment over here welcome hey, welcome back nonsense nation uh we love that you're coming back we're we're very excited to do Dude, this
1: show have you seen the numbers have you seen the numbers
2: welcome back to the trenches of the spiritual Ooh. wars aka the culture wars uh all glory to God over here. We, uh, we're to say that from the get go. We're, uh, we're gratefully sitting in our seats, hitting the record button. So we're really happy to, to be doing this again. And, uh, if you guys want to follow along, we got, we got a gilded chat. You can get in there or telegram or shoot us an email or something. And, uh, we'll get in contact with you guys. Uh, trying to think about uh what else I wanted to say. How was your week?
1: Um well,
2: yeah, you had a busy week.
1: Huh? Dude, I uh wow. Um I felt wanted. I felt <laughs> wanted, if I can say that. It's been going good, man. I I mean it sucks for our condition of our world right now, mm. but uh because of it, I'm able to find work. So, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, we're, uh, if anybody's new listeners, we're blue-collar manufacturing type. Probably
1: combined, probably 40 years of experience, actually. Honestly, serious kind of crazy, but Mm -hmm. me, Hollywood, will step back. Combined, we probably have 40 years of Mm -hmm. manufacturing history.
2: It's pretty crazy hearing you talk about some of the the job opportunities that you're being presented with where, uh, you know, they're willing to up the price to pay for you, which is pretty fascinating, you know? Well, I got... It tells you what you need to know there. Yeah, I, I've got a,
1: my... It went up... Um, Never take what they what give I you. What I told you about, $15,000 a year <laughs> yeah. in negotiation? Always ask for more. <laughs> well, I, I. you know what? I'm going to say one thing. I prayed before I went to the interview. Mm. I didn't prepare one thing to say. I relied the way the Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples... That when they went out to the world, don't carry money, don't carry nothing, don't worry about what's going to be supplied to you, and don't worry about what you're going to say. So I put it all on the on the, on, as they said, to the speak to the Lord, and asked Him to please guide my link, my language, my words, what I was going to say. And I'm going to tell you guys, I probably came out of two great interviews when I put everything on the Lord, and He, I'm telling you, magic came out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, you know? they wanted you, dude. It's so fascinating though that um you know you <clears throat> I think a lot of people know this if you're good at your job or whatever, but you know, we kind of forget how much uh power we have in the uh this agreement that we make with our employer. <laughs> you know Well, I am I'm,
1: I'm gonna tell you something. The the distance between skilled labor and non skilled labor is starting to become uh that gap's getting wider and wider. Mm-hmm. And The problem with the industry right now, if anybody else is manufacturing, is they're hiring non-skilled guys with no experience. And I'm going to say one word where everybody's getting their butts, uh, where they're getting their butt kicked, deburring. The basic of the basic, basically everyone should start as a deburrer and as a machinist. But that's the one thing that the industry, believe it or not, is getting their butt kicked. And the reason, many of the managers and supervisors, guess what? They've never heard a bur- they've never have held a burr knife, have never de a part, couldn't tell you how long it takes. Mm. And where I my philosophy manufacturing in machining machining is deburring and the sauce department are probably some of the most key areas in manufacturing. Because it starts and it ends with them. And
2: probably two of the least paid positions uh-huh. in a in a and, shop, and, too. And you give
1: a lathe guy, anybody out there that runs a lathe. You guys know how valuable a good saw guy is. Because if you run a CNC lathe, you're depending on that guy to be on his job. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, and two areas that, believe me, get no love. But they're getting, their, they're getting bit in the butt because of it. So it's, just, it's I think, it's a, honestly, it's skilled labor. I mean, these people right here, they're going to catch up. But everybody who knows, it, it used to be said, it takes uh, five years to be a machinist and ten years to know what you're doing.
2: Yeah, that's probably the only good thing about all the outsourcing that's going on to China in our manufacturing uh, area here is that the people that are sticking around and actually are capable of doing the job are fewer and fewer because there isn't as many of these jobs around, and they're all being outsourced. So, like, I mean, dude, probably I, right now, but definitely in 10 years, man, if you know technical... uh you're able to get in there and get your hands dirty and have technical experience.
1: Also, it's like woo, you're gonna be
2: uh, sought after.
1: Oh, I'm. I, well, Hollywood knows my story. I have never known what a pretty girl feels like, but dude, I mean, I feel like I'm walking down the street and I'm being whistled at, you know, cat called. Nice. It is, and and it's right now, honestly. Any manufacturer, this is the same thing we hear with everybody. We've heard people who go on Indeed and put applications out. And, dude, dude, don't be afraid to leave those shops, guys, if they're treating you bad, if they're not uh, appreciating you.
2: Yep. Uh, we do return uh, this Wednesday night to destroy your apathy. So if that's <laughs> what you're looking for, <laughs> we, need to, uh, we need to crush the apathy around the world. And, um, you know, it starts right here. So it starts with speech. And, um, like I've said a couple times, I kind of want to keep saying this because in our show here, you know, we get, we get pretty heated. We get it. There's really nothing off limits at this point, but I do want to make sure I reiterate this, uh, core tenant that used to be, you know, well-known and, and honored in America, but uh, we may not agree with your opinion or your speech. But we will fight for your right to say it, to speak it. So, at least I will. I don't know if uh, my dog's over there well, uh, thinking the same thing. But Well, like my know, grandfather
1: the, said, used to say, until there's two great stupid people standing there arguing, just mm-hmm. turn around and let that one stupid person argue. So, I understand your point. Mm, but we As better far argue. as engaging, yeah. Like I said.
2: I'm more talking like these people these protests that you see, the, the exact Palestinian the same thing, stuff,
1: honestly, cause there's no just, logic in these protests. Just, there is no logic.
2: Just let them express themselves. We see exactly what's going on. You know, it's exposed for everybody to see. And that's, uh, that's the key, you know, uh, and then we can push back and have conversations about, you know, why you're wrong or, you know, why you're, you're not thinking of everything or whatever the, the discussion would be. But, At this point in America, we've noticed this, that uh, there's no discussion anymore. It's like, as soon as you find out someone doesn't believe what you believe in, you kind of, uh, you ignore them at that point because they're, you know, racist or whatever, you know, homophobic or whatever the thing is, (laughs) anti-Semitic. But uh, it's it's important to me because I, I really, as much as I don't like some of the speech that I see, it's important that everybody has that right, I believe. Well, How do to you, have the do you First Amendment,
1: to have the First Amendment, we have to have a, second, a healthy Second Amendment. There's a reason why we're allowed to have guns to protect the First. I agree with many of the things. Um, actually, <laughs> um, I forgot about half the stuff you just said.
2: Yeah, because you weren't listening.
1: No, I was listening to what you're saying. but it was You were like, thinking uh, about what you were going to say? No, I actually wasn't yeah. listening. So, I was listening to that tattoo. I was reading that tattoo on that guy's eyebrow. Yeah.
2: You, I get the feeling, and we're going to get into this, but you can elaborate and tell me I'm wrong.
1: Oh, that's what I wanted to say.
2: <laughs> Forgive me.
1: Um, look. Thanks for cutting me off, buddy. Well, because I'm going to elaborate. Go ahead, finish yours. <laughs> Go. The change of the mind in what you were talking about. I am a person who used to be a pro-choice person. I'm pro-life now, okay? I was an atheist. Now I am not. That's the kind of evolution I believe. I believe in the evolution of man, meaning the thinking of man. I believe in that. And I believe we're going to make mistakes, but that's the, the beauty of conversation, that I'll learn something out of it. You know what I mean? That you learn something out of it. It may be a word. It may be a sentence. It may be a, you know, Maybe something. You'll learn something from it. That's what you're hoping to go away from a a healthy conversation. I don't have to agree with you, but if you go away with something, and I go away with something, honestly, within the conversation you hear something in there, you go, okay. Then that's I believe it's a healthy.
2: Yeah, I'm just concerned that um especially with the you know, it's just been a, a secession of uh, f- free speech crushing, uh, you know, catastrophes from Ukraine to COVID. And now I see Israel is very similar where there is a large segment of the population that wants to shut down speech for certain people, but allow speech for others. And it's, uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at. And I I, you know, I don't agree with that. So as much as I don't, uh, you know, I'm not pro terrorist or anything, but you know,
1: I I don't speech understand. is important. I, okay, I don't understand this. Um, we're gonna if we're gonna get into this conversation. I don't understand how people want to say everything you just said and then say at the end, "I'm not pro terrorist." And you're going, okay, this is what that whole point you just made doesn't make any more sense because what I, I what I I don't understand is the blind side or blindness they have when one person is attacked over another. And right now our society, we Hollywood earlier played me a video of a, we're going to play it about a man attacking a woman and who's getting more sympathy. The woman that got attacked, no sympathy for her. The criminal gets all the sympathy because something went wrong with him. Something he there's something that is in his life that happened that caused him to do that to that woman. Mm. And then it's that woman's job to just turn the other cheek. Well, when, when is that going to stop? When are we going to hold the person that hurt that woman responsible for his actions? We well, see we're not holding no one responsible for one's actions.
2: Well, you're getting into some other stuff. I'm talking free speech. Well, that's all I'm talking, dude. It you're doesn't, you're, you're, it does, you're dragging it, 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 it into no, Israel and, No, no it and, doesn't. See, and, no. See, yeah. you
1: can't section it off you like just this. Did. No, you did. Well, everybody heard it. So. No, you want to section it to one thing. No, First when it's Amendment. just not freedom of speech who's being yeah. I I this is I don't know what you're talking about. That is I uh, yeah.
2: Do yeah. you Okay, so this is a very simple question. Okay. Do you believe that pro-Palestinian protesters should be allowed to protest in America? Why not? So that's a yes. They should be able to protest. What did
1: I just say? Why not? Yeah, why not? Why can't they not protest? Now, are they attacking Jewish people? Are they attacking churches? Are they attacking other people like they're doing in other countries? No. Are they? Now, if Probably. that if it goes to that, <laughs> so are we going to then say Antifa has the right to protest too? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have the right to do what they did, they did destroy towns and cities. Yep. They have that right too? Yep. Really? Mm mm-hmm. That's stupid. <laughs> You know, the violence that part. That is stupid what you just said right there, dude. So they have the right, so part of the free speech for them to go protest is to destroy towns, and so we should just allow it? Well, violence should never happen. But you just said you're okay with it. Well, it's free speech. That- you know, I <laughs> no, mean- dude, no. See, you want to take free speech that there's no consequence for nothing, you say. No, that is. No, there's consequence. Is there? Oh, yeah. No, what consequence do you want? Dude, I'll
2: call you out on the show. If you're an idiot online and you're an idiot dude, that's on not, the street, you're, now
1: you're taking it. To, we're, I thought we're talking about what, about freedom of speech I with am. Palestine and Israel. I am. What does this have to do with that, what you just trying to bring? Because
2: everybody should be allowed to speak, and then I should be allowed to make fun of them when they say stupid things or do stupid stuff. Okay, dude. That's that's how. Okay. that's how freedom works. Yeah, you I know, guess you're so. allowed to
1: say oh, stupid so things. So they're allowed to, uh, dude. I'm not, I, I haven't said that they don't have the right to have a freedom of speech. I was just asking, dude. No, no, Calm no, no, down, bro. Dude. I literally just asking. <laughs> I was curious. But it isn't that, because I'm saying that my answer, and then you're attacking my answer. So I'm going, this is what I say. Oh, well, so you don't believe in this, and you don't believe in that. So the logic to me, what I'm trying to spew here is, so you agreed, I we both agree that freedom of speech and if anybody wants a protest, go ahead protest. Mm-hmm. But when I asked you if Antipas is, is okay for them to destroy cities, you said, yeah, that's okay Now no, that's no longer protest. Well, that's now yeah. tyranny
2: there's a... no,
1: no, that's something different and you <laughs> agreed with it.
2: There's a lot of stuff.
1: okay, I'll retract that. How's that? No, no oh, I can't
2: retract things no,
1: it's, not, it's not that it's, it's not that at all
2: okay okay so I'll. I will clarify what I was talking about. They were allowed. To cause destruction.
1: That's not what we were talking about.
2: Well, if that's if not nobody, what we were talking
1: about. We were talking about if nobody allowed is there to have to a march destruction, then that's
2: going to happen. I mean, that's so, why cops so, are there.
1: Okay. But for every action, People there's a reaction, out, dude. So if they're acting out, so Israel doesn't have a right to react. I didn't. Sure. Do they? Yeah. But that You don't seem to think that they have the right to react. Bomb
2: everybody. That's all I say. Bomb them all. I mean,
1: if that's the answer, right? So is that what we should do here in California? Is that the way we're going to get rid of the homeless? We should just bomb it all?
0: Because mm.
1: that's how we'll get rid of that problem.
2: The homeless?
4: Yeah, it's um, a big problem here.
2: I was thinking more like a... Why not? A Harvard University or something, <laughs> you know, like a...
1: But Harvard's not...
2: Uh, not Stanford Harvard
1: is Harvard is <laughs> attacking us mentally, but not physically. We're talking about a, 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 a situation where you have. Again, I'm, I'm you have talking a cut.
2: about freedom of speech. <laughs> you keep dragging it into Israel, so I, no, I don't I know did. what to
1: tell you here, buddy. dude. If we can talk you need about into the show, dude, you're the. I okay, love I, okay, about okay, 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 okay. Play some videos, dude, because this is you're you're not making any sense. Uh-huh. You're not making any sense, and this thing of you trying to be a the devil's advocate is getting old, dude. It's not devil's advocate. I'm
2: defending free speech, even though it's heinous. Yeah. Some of the stuff that people say. Yeah. So
1: if someone came here and raped your daughter and beat her up and kidnapped her, you're gonna say, "Ah, oh, you know what? It was his freedom of speech." Yeah, but I want. But most dads gonna want to kill that guy for what he just did to his daughter. But you're gonna say, "No, you understand? See, he has the, the he has the freedom of speech. He has the freedom of speech, and you're going really. Okay. When when does freedom of speech yeah. end?
2: So you just went from freedom of speech to rape and murder. How did you do that? I was we're talking about
1: speech, dude. I'm going Okay, okay. Like I asked you what what is Israel's re How can Israel react to make you happy? So they're supposed to turn the other cheek? So there you go again. Okay, so what is it? <laughs> you asked me a question, dude. This is getting stupid, man. Go find another. You're getting stupid. You're getting stupid, dude. You're getting stupid. You're what you're saying is stupid now. No, no. Play your play your song or something. This is stupid. Your this game you're playing is stupid, dude. Freedom of speech. So hey, I don't know how this has to do. You talk about freedom of speech, mm-hmm. then you poke at me with this subject. Oh, Palestinian doesn't have the right to protest. Oh, and what happened in Israel's doing this and what this and that. Oh, okay. So, I, so I don't understand who has rights here. Does everybody have rights mm-hmm. or only you, only who you choose? Everybody's got rights. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's the freedom victims. of speech. Right. Yeah. Is it? What yeah. country has freedom of speech? America. That's it. Mm-hmm. What other country in the world has it? You can't so feel- why are you pushing our leaves onto them because it's important dude. they don't they didn't vote for it i know because then why is why are you propagating our agenda onto them because this is a republic this is the freedom of speech that's First our country dude. we yeah. we don't even protect it in this country but yet you're going to go protect it for someone else in another world another country
2: i'm just talking free speech
1: but i, don't I understand. didn't say anything about so other why world, are you spewing countries? out things that the other countries don't observe they don't observe it in that country because So we, why are we expecting our mm-hmm. views to be
2: put onto them? Because most countries hold our Constitution and our First Amendment and Second Amendment higher than anything. They all know this is the...
1: Have you not heard of the World Health Organization? They don't give a shit about a Constitution. That's not a country. What are you talking about? And the things that they're implementing at these countries? And these countries right now, like... Uh, what was it, Scotland? Or are, Scotland, who... who Took away freedom of speech Mm. from even American people on Mm -hmm. YouTube? No, bro. No, no.
2: Yeah. They're shutting down free speech everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we have to hold on to it here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you're right. Everyone's allowed to speak. Mm -hmm.
2: I wonder, though. Well, that was fun. I got called stupid at least thirty times. No, I said what you
1: were saying was stupid. I didn't call you stupid. Mm-hmm. Learn to listen. Mm-hmm.
2: Are you gonna be? Are you gonna play nice in
1: this episode, or
2: are you just gonna be hostile the whole time? Are you gonna play clips or not? I'm not gonna play it if you keep telling me to play it. That's for uh, freaking dude, sure, I, dude. Yeah, you, you're uncomfortable right now.
1: I'm not uncomfortable. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, yeah.
2: no. That's why you want me to keep playing this over and over again.
1: What uh, You want to go continue circle and circle with this? What exactly? Okay, freedom of speech. Everyone in the Middle East should have it. How do we implement it?
2: Uh, you, you don't be afraid to speak your mind. You know, that's basically what
1: we're doing here. But you're telling me that to shut my mouth up, and I'm not allowed to say that. I gave you my opinion. And then you're just rolling off how I'm not letting you play a video. You're not going to play a video. If I tell you to do this, that's what you're, you're my freedom of speech. You're okay with that. You don't want me to speak out. You're saying that I can't speak out, but you want to talk about freedom of speech. You know, this is being recorded, right? Yeah. Okay. You're going to hear this tomorrow <laughs> okay. and you're going to hear what you're saying right now. All right. Okay. I haven't said much. No, <laughs> you've said a lot more than I have. But but Just you don't. So you know. But it's amazing to me that my freedom of speech don't matter to you. But dude, I have let you talk for ten minutes, but straight. you're attacking everything I'm saying.
2: I'm not attacking. No, anything. you're not. I'm trying to like establish, even though it's ugly and not cool, that people protest for terrorism. I was asking you do you do you believe that that's a free speech thing, that people should be able to do that? What did I answer? And you said yes.
1: Okay, so it's good.
2: That's that's what I wanted to hear.
1: See, that's the thing. What is it you said right now? That's what I wanted to hear. There you go. Yeah, that's not freedom of speech. Then it will. It's what you want to hear. To be honest with you, that's dude, not freedom of
2: speech. If you were to disagree with free speech, like what's the point of the show? <laughs> I mean, like, serious. If we can't express ourselves and be wrong about something, at a certain point in time, you know, this is this is uh, a. <laughs> Most people don't say anything. They just keep it in their head and they're scared to speak up, you know? So if we create this environment where people don't, they don't want to speak up about anything, you know, it's too dangerous to speak up about anything, then
1: how are we going to have
2: conversations?
1: (laughs) Have you not watched YouTube or any, who's not speaking up?
2: Well, I think a lot of people are afraid to say anything. In this whole situation. Dang,
1: there. dude, YouTube is full of commentaries on well, both
2: sides. Well, there's definitely... So who's afraid of saying anything? There's definitely, uh you know, there's sides for sure. I just... uh Okay. I don't want to pick a side. I just want to be able to hear both sides and not be... Not have one side be censored or, uh, you know, said, you know, told that that's not the narrative. So you can't believe that, you know, that... There's been way too many times where the narrative was completely wrong, and uh, I don't know. It just I I'm I guess I should have led all this off in the beginning to to say that I did actually that it really concerns me, and I can see how this is a, a repeated beating of our ability to speak up and speak our mind. Uh, you know they shadow ban. I mean, we know about everything that's going on, The, the Twitter files, all that stuff. So I look at this and I just go, Oh, this is just another way to divide us and make us not talk to each other. You know, because it's, it's too emotional to have any discussion. I mean, I haven't heard any discussion between these, you know, what you're talking about, the whole Israel thing. I haven't heard any discussions that were like civil. They're, they're always, uh, you know, superheated, fired up, kind of like well, we are. It, it,
1: it's, it's a. if, if we're going to talk about that subject, if, if now you're going to creep into it, well, you have a group that wants to annihilate the other group. They don't want to talk. So how do you, I, I've asked you this question last show. How do you talk to somebody that does not want to negotiate with you? Yeah. So you could, you could talk about all these little wet dreams of yours, but the question comes out to, when the other side does not want to mm-hmm. come to the table to speak to you, Mm-hmm. What do you do? you can stretch out that branch of olive as as far as mm-hmm. you can to them, but if they don't want to take it, what do you do? what do you do yeah that's a really good question though uh, I asked this question last show you know i' I mean let's be i mean if you had a neighbor next door to me that just didn't I have neighbors around me just don't want to be friends with me mm-hmm. no matter what I t- attempt to do with them they just don't like okay. You try once, you try twice. You, once you told the fuck off, that's enough. That's enough of it. Yeah. So I, I understand this whole, our freedom of speech has been attacked. God, since, since 9-11, our freedom of speech has been attacked. And it's been eroded away little by little every single year. And they want to say, oh, now it's the Palestine-Israel situation. Well, what happened during the Ukraine time? What happened during mm-hmm. the COVID time? Mm-hmm. What happened during the during through the Obama midst? All eight years, we could, we weren't allowed to even make fun of Obama.
2: Wow, well, yeah, no, no one did. <laughs> no, you
1: weren't allowed because you would get called a racist because he was the first black president.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's our just... freedom of speech has been eroding little by little, and it seems like any excuse they they have, it doesn't our government. Any excuse they have, oh. This has happened over here? Oh, well, now you can't talk about this. It's it's the same tactics they've been using no matter what conflict. They use that conflict to continue to push on their agenda. Mm -hmm. While you're right, this is being blinded us. This is taking us all eyes away from all the problems of our own country. But isn't that what it's for? Yeah, this
2: is, I think, a good question is what is this... What's the, what's the end result of this? Maybe, maybe there's no reason, you know, it's that it started, but what is the end result? And that's the that's the toughest thing. I don't I, know.
1: I, I told you on some of the episodes earlier that years ago I went to our local library and I was teaching my kids how to use that. You know, the, I forget what it's called. Those you can see all the old newspapers, yeah. Roles, mm-hmm. And you see the films, right? And I looked up my birthday. Microfiche. Microfiche. And I looked up the day of my birthday, the day and the year. And in the headlines of our local newspaper, it said, um, Arab uh, airplane hijack. They were dealing of the year that I was born. We're talking about more than 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about an Arab hijack, airplane hijack. And the... The, the passengers that they were using as sheep to get their uh, agenda going. You know, free this, free that. Okay. So that's why I'm saying the problem that's happening over there, 50 plus years ago, I can get you an article on the day I was born. They're talking about this. Mm-hmm. But so it, so now, when we're talking about freedom of speech, this whole time we're arguing about it, and we're going to honestly talk about argument, we have heard and we have known since nine eleven again, to repeat myself, that our freedom of speech has been eroded. The same thing as our Second Amendment. They're working on both of them simultaneously. I guess I, I don't see
2: the correlation between 9-11 and free speech. That's where... You know, our what is called were, the
1: freedom of information what happened our, what's that thing that they they renew every year the patriot act there yeah. you go Have, that's that, what they allowed them to spy on us
2: that's definitely anti-constitutional
1: okay so there's 9/11 you want to hear about it more remember it, when remember when um i keep on bringing this story what got kobe bryant off the rape charges that they were able to retrieve the messages of the girl from AT&T because they record <laughs> everything. Yeah, I remember that. So that they brought awesome. that up. So there, how long has our freedom of speech been, been uh, eroding? There you go.
2: I guess it, to me, like releasing our information like that or uh, you know, gathering information is one thing. I don't like that either. But that's our freedom of speech. But I'm talking about limiting free speech <laughs> is what I'm talking about. So oh, basically, you're yeah. not allowed to say that is kind of what I'm getting at. And and that goes, like I said, to the Twitter files and then the government telling them who can speak and who can't speak. You know, that is a severe escalation, in my opinion, you know, from, uh, you know, the Patriot Act, which basically uh, (laughs) takes away all the uh, search and seizure type stuff. You know, they basically search and seizure before you're even uh, convicted of a crime.
1: That's what they're doing right now, you have an ex president going through that right now, so there you go so now, those two subjects we were starting off the show with they are two different subjects mm-hmm. so do you have the right to protest and long as long as the way the Constitution says that is what peacefully peacefully mm-hmm. now, when I'm listening to the recordings of those palestinian um um protesters, mm. I don't hear peaceful speech out of their mouth. You can listen to rebel news, you can listen to local news, they're not spewing they want revenge and they want blood mm. and when they're asked about the, the many people that were kidnapped and murdered, they say well, how long have they been doing it to Israel? Right. So that justifies that. It's the same thing we're seeing with these BLM Oh, you white people treat us so bad now we're going to treat you as bad as you've been treating us That's the same mentality, the same mentality. Mm -hmm. And when you hear those Palestinian protesters talk, I I spoke on the show about the Rebel News in Canada where their, their Palestinian protesters are using the tactics of BLM and Antifa where they're stifling speech. When a reporter goes ask questions to these protesters, they're not responding. They have people coming what do you call them? Uh, People coming around with these yellow vests, with umbrellas, blocking the cameras, Mm -hmm. or telling them, trying to speak to them in Arabic. This one lady didn't understand Arabic. Then she goes, can you come over here and speak to me? So they're making all these people feel bad not speaking to a reporter. The same protesters supposedly who are posing for Palestine are stifling the speech of their own people protesting. So it's the same tactics that we've been seeing for already, and it's the same faces doing it.
2: The the left would love to shut down my freedom of speech. No doubt. <laughs> you know, so, that's that's where, you know, I have to I have to emphasize, and I have been, that the First Amendment's so important. We need to let people expose themselves for who they are. And if you shut down free speech, people can't you don't get to see who they really are. You know what I mean? Like those protesters.
1: We have the you know, freedom of speech from God. Mm-hmm. He says, concerning everything I said to you, be on your guard. Do not mention the name of other gods, nor let them be heard from your mouth. So there is, you're allowed to have freedom of speech, but even God's telling you, you Mm -hmm. can't say certain things, or you shouldn't say certain things. There you go. Even God limits your speech, or warns you that you should limit your speech. Mm -hmm. So now you're not going to believe in God either? Well, there's
2: (laughs) the unfortunate part with kind of what you're getting at because i've read a couple verses where i I literally read it and i'm like maybe i shouldn't be doing a podcast because it's basically everything that i do on a wednesday night it pretty much is telling me i should just shut up and not not uh not blab my mouth type of thing but um you know it is what it is like uh like you said before you know god knows my heart and um Hopefully, that'll be enough.
1: <laughs> but that's why we played that song in the beginning of the show.
2: <laughs> apparently, okay. we're not made up yet. <laughs> we might need to play it again next week, apparently. We did go to a comedy show together last, last week. So as well, mad as we were. We didn't
1: even mention that.
2: And As mad as we are, probably still at each other.
1: Shout out to, uh, what was his name? Tinfoil hat. Sam Tripoli. Dude, what a show. Yeah, Honestly, we, what a good show. And the crowd was fabulous.
2: We went and watched... Uh, he was in Thousand Oaks. Uh, good
1: old-fashioned parking lot comedy.
2: Yep, at a parking lot at a brewery. And it was... A
1: Sam Tripoli... <clears throat> epic.
2: It was, uh, uh,
1: what do you call him? Level of comedian was at a parking lot.
2: <laughs> Man, I... Might put work. I uh, I
1: pretty much... We were starstruck, I pretty bro. much laughed the whole time. No, at least dude, during his no, set. No, no. Yeah. You should have seen Hollywood trying to meet him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dude, it's like he met Gandhi. Yeah, it was dude. pretty pathetic. Dude, both of us. I, I, I would just point out his jacket. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I listened to that one, too.
2: <laughs> oh, man. There was so much I wanted to say to him. I oh, didn't dude. even tell him we had a podcast.
1: Not even. Oh. But, I didn't even tell him how I how much I enjoyed his last uh, Joe Rogan appearance.
2: Yeah, just like. Ah, oh well. Shout out Sam. Uh love you buddy. Yeah, man. Keep going on the uh the Bible there. You get there. Uh This is I don't know how appropriate this is. It's pretty interesting cuz you know, back in September, maybe no, it was August. <laughs> we were convinced that COVID was coming back and I I'll say this, <laughs> but I don't know if this is true or not, but I will say that maybe we we slowed it down and stopped it by talking about it, but I don't know about that. It almost looks like it was just a, a sales thing to get the those uh 25% of people to go I get the know, jab. There, I don't know, man. I've been seeing money.
1: more masks and more masks out there right now. There is now. a lot of yeah. masks. You're right.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, oops. this is Mises.
1: When you still see a guy uh, riding his bike or running and has a mask on, <laughs>
2: I do see that a lot. Yeah. By yourself, riding a bike, yes. with a mask on.
1: Yeah. I've seen, again, there's guys in their cars by themselves, their windows up, having a mask. So they're usually driving Volvos. So I don't know. Mm. And, you know what I
2: mean? You know, out of all the cars that masked people would drive, I would pick a Volvo. Yeah. I think, yeah.
1: And Subaru, guys. <laughs>
2: uh, this is Mises, uh, COVID-23 must have started making this when Alex Jones gave his uh, prophecy here, but here we go. I liked it. 23.
5: Here we go again. Roll the show again. Here we go again. Roll the show again. COVID-23. How many people? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go again. Roll the show again. COVID-23. How many cowards we got in this country? Guess yes, we gon' see. see. Here we go again. Here we we go again. Roll the show again. COVID 23. How many cowards we got in this country? Guess we gon' see. I ain't taking that shot if you put a loaded gun in me. Blood clot after blood clot and you call it conspiracy. I'd rather die on my feet than live my life on my knees. I'd rather die in defeat than surrender over my freedoms. Gotta lock me up before you ever lock me down. And I ain't going peacefully. Matter of fact, man, I ain't going breathing over my cold death. You full of shells if you try to stop my family from me. Made in America with everything we buy is Chinese, including the they sellin' every night on TV. I'm sorry, let me introduce myself. My friends call me Mises. Why? Cause I'm out here doing me, just walking with Jesus. And I ain't preaching the Bible. But if I was you, I would read it. Cause I see what's written in it, playing out on those feet. But what I know, I'm just an episode that lived on the street. And I don't know no better. Cause no letters like M and get covid faster than the vaccines and now elections round the corner and it's back how convenient if you don't see it by now honestly you don't want to see it and i don't hate you for that even though you probably hate me and that's exactly what they wanted by they i mean the d state and not a pronoun you prefer i use when i speak just because you don't like truth don't mean that i'm a play make believe just because your skill don't measure up don't mean we change a belief but i digress might i suggest the next time that's these elite do as we say not as we do, people. I guess he got a vote for every time he gave kids the creep Don't so get me started, I'm about to write a Dictator 3 An absolute embarrassment that Biden ain't been in peace This dude don't have a clue but where he am I giving his speech I almost lost my girl, and then he goes and sits on the beach
1: Hard to stop it, huh? No, it ain't that, it's just that, that. His beard is way nicer than mine, and I don't like that <laughs> way nicer than mine,
2: man. That, that was uh, that was Tom McDonald level, right here. Everyone,
5: I love a That you deserve it, you deserve to be in the dirt for your trees. don't you dare try to tell me I'm rebelling for no reason. Blood clot after blood clot, and they call it conspiracy. I ain't taking that shot if you put a loaded gun to me. How many cowards we got in this country? Guess we gonna see. Here we go again. Roll the show again. COVID-23.
2: <laughs> wow. I like that one.
1: Let me see if I can't. Joe Rogan had Oof. a joke that said, the last three years we lost a lot of people and a lot of them are still among us. A lot of people died and some are still with us. That they'll we lost a lot of people but some are still here with us the people that you know what i'm saying we lost a lot of people like but some of those are still here with the same yeah they're uh, still here with us but they're the ones we lost even though they're just here they're still here with us but we lost them i don't know yeah. if i said it right but uh his way was better dude we lost a lot of people meaning a lot of those, the same people he's talking about mm-hmm. the people who took the shot and did that you know we lost them they, they 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 bit into it and they're still here among us they they the ones who bit it who took the shot are still among us. But they we lost them already through this whole time. They're never gonna be able to come back.
2: I mean it really sucks, dude, because like I know I know a couple people personally that are upset that they had to take it and and they're not happy. They don't feel good and they're not happy, and it's like, you know, obviously they're not taking it again, but
1: boy, well, it's like man, this, it's rough it's, stuff. It's like listening to Jimmy Dore. Talking smack, talking about all this. We were just talking about Palestine and Israel, but yet that guy was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He knew he has to say he was wrong on that, and he took the COVID shot. So I think after you hear that, you go, "Dude, do I really need to hear your opinions?" That's two strikes on you.
2: You're uh, oops, you're losing it on uh, Jimmy
1: Dore. Jimmy Dore. It's just it. It becomes an empty argument when you want me to take you serious and take you as an authority of what you're saying, but you're mentioning a war mongrel like Bernie Sanders. He fooled you. Imagine if you would have voted for him. What state would we have been at?
2: Yeah. I listened to that, uh, interview that you're talking about there. That was, um, yeah, it's so tough. Like I said, I I uh, I want everybody to be able to speak up, but it's just it's hard because I know that there is all kinds of like throttling and people get pushed up, people get pushed down. So as much as I want free speech, you know, kind of like you were saying, I don't know how much there really is, you know.
1: Can I? I I don't know how we want to go into this, um, because I I have a a recording with uh, Richard Dawkins and Helen. I'm sorry. Let me get my notes out here real quick. Yes, we have notes guys.
0: Helen Joyce.
1: Have you heard that interview with him? Which I'm curious to think a lot of these progressive really regard Richard Dawkins as one of their, patriarchs you know he's been on the side of atheism and i don't know if i know who that is you know richard dawkins is No,
2: sounds familiar but oh i can't like pretty smart dude uh, man
1: i've heard his debates so what i like about what i'm about to play is that this is an atheist richard dawkins there it is uh evolution biologist that's what he is interesting man because he doesn't believe in God, doesn't have any faith. He'll start almost all his things like that. But yet, the today's thinking, he calls it weird. Hmm. You know what I mean? And as a evolution biologist, he's speaking about the evolution we are at this point. And the way Tony the Word was talking about words and how they're changing so many definitions... But it's going against logic. You can't fool a mathematicians because they live in the real world. They live in zeros and ones and they have to add up. So can I play this real quick? Sure.
6: And one fateful day in 2017, the editor sat down beside me at lunch and said, why do the kids keep coming home and saying such and such is trans? And I said, I have no idea. Shall I look into it for you? And my first attempt to find an author, I found somebody who had been through a lot of queer theory and gender studies at university and managed to write three pages about people identifying as male or female, man or woman, without ever mentioning that sex is about reproduction, and that the sexes are reproductive roles, and that they're evolved categories. And I had to bin that piece, and I ended up writing it myself. And by this time, I realised that there was a lot of very odd stuff happening here. And that turned into my book, which came out in 2021. It
7: is a very odd phenomenon, because um, I'm used to continua wherever I look. I mean, there's tall versus short, fat versus thin, old versus young. All these things are a, a smooth continuum. Um, the one thing that isn't is sex. I mean, sex really is binary. There's no question about it. You're either male or female, and it's absolutely clear. You can do it on gamete size. You can do it on chromosomes. Um, and so it is... To me, as a biologist, distinctly weird that people can simply declare I am a woman, though I have a penis. Um, That that seems to me to be a strange distortion of language, because language is useful as something to express your thoughts clearly. And so I'm bewildered by it and I was fascinated to read your book and and I learned a tremendous lot from it. While I'm about it, I could recommend a couple of other books. Um, Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier um, about the, particularly focusing on young girls and how they get um, misled.
1: Okay. The reason I I bring up Richard Dawkins is real simple. Is that in, in... through my whole life, me being a Christian, he's being an atheist. I've seen so many debates with him between believers and non-believers. And this man has never wavered. He he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't... For all his professional career, he does does that. Okay? And to think that this man would ever have anything in common with anybody is interesting, no? Because... You're wondering, like, now all of a sudden, if you hear Richard Dawkins speak on this topic, he sounds like the rest of us. We have a common line somewhere with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? There's a mm-hmm. common line with him here. Yeah. Between an atheist and a Christian, but there's a common line yeah. where he, being a pra- pragmatic mathematician, can't make sense of the world that's going on around him right now. Now, I'm going to play one more, and I'll stop.
6: So that was basically the question that got me into this in the first place. And I mean, I've been thinking really almost full time about this for about five years now, and I don't have a pat answer for you. I think like a lot of interesting phenomena, it's a lot of things. Um, I would say that when I started to write about it first, I quickly realised that this wasn't treated the same way as anything else, like just asking very obvious questions like, um, don't you think that if we allow people to self-identify their sex, this will lead to, for example, destroying women's sports or putting rapists in women's jails? People would turn this back on me and say, you think that trans people are predators or you think that trans people are in bad faith. You're a bigot. And I hadn't experienced this before in at that point, about 14 years as a journalist. That's a willful
7: misunderstanding. And that,
6: yes, that's... it is. It is willful misunderstanding. Um And I mean, I slowly became aware that what we were talking about here was an intensely linguistic movement. There you go. There isn't a sense in which a man can become a woman, except linguistically. Like, yes, okay, he can have operations and people, some people do. Most trans people don't have any operations, don't take any medicine, don't have any genital surgery. But that doesn't change your sex. I mean, the reason the female eunuch is called that is that Jermaine Greer was pointing at the way that the man is seen as the full human and the woman is seen as the lacking human. She is a female eunuch. She's a man that you've castrated. But actually, female people aren't male people lacking something. You know, or male people lacking something with a little grow bag that you pop a baby out of every now and then. You know, female people are their own category. Female and male are actually very profound categories. They're profound biological evolved categories. Well, evolutionarily,
7: they have to be. It's it's the gift of giving birth is something that that pervades the uh, the whole um, anatomy and physiology and psychology, actually.
6: Exactly. And if you're a mammal, every part of your body is female. Like yeah. earthworms have both parts, you know, yes. but you know my hands are female, my jaw is female. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I have you know I'm a man with uterus popped in and no yes. penis, but so it, it was the only sense in which a man can become a woman or a woman can become a man is by saying so, it's a speech utterance, and so I've come to see i think there are many things happening here there's things happening in medicine, in politics. But one of the things that's happening is a long run, maybe two or three century move towards seeing categories and classification as inherently oppressive. So people think, you know. Hmm. So this is Richard Dawkins and Helen
1: Joyce. Helen Joyce did a great interview also on trigonometry, which is a little more entertaining. But I enjoy intellectual conversations like this. Especially two great mathematicians like this, Richard Dawkins being a biological or excuse me, evolution biologist. That's a mathematician. So they live in the real world, and this is why the argument is so interesting. Especially since we've had um, uh, Tony the Word here, and he how he specified about how our how our government is changing linguistic to change our behavior.
2: Yep. <clears throat> Defining, redefining words for us.
1: Again, I really, I didn't know. I'm telling you, I thought he was kind of like, okay, yes, he's this and that. But we actually have a common line. Mm -hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. To show we have more in common.
2: It's fascinating too, because like I was saying, they're like, come at it from different angles. You know, we come at it from kind of the good and evil side, and he's coming at it from more of the, you know, Biology side,
1: where you can't you can't say that he's being persuaded. He's a number guy. Both of them. I I could play more. I've got it. It was so fascinating hearing them to speak like this. And what was interesting to me, if I may add one more, as I told you, I read the commentaries, and many of the people who live in this world that like to hear academia like this, that live in that world, the comments were. Finally, someone is saying what I'm not allowed to say. Every one of my friends are liberal, and they have this, and it and doesn't make sense. To me. These are the commentaries I'm reading; mm-hmm. they don't make sense to me. But I can't express myself like this because I'll lose my position. Mm-hmm. I lose my. These are, I think, these um, are two people. Honestly, in the intellectual world, are very high. Especially Richard Dawkins is no joke.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you uh, meant to do that, but you know it's very, it's another one of those free speech killing, uh, ideologies or narratives is that, uh, black lives matter, trans stuff where you're not allowed to, you know, if you say, Hey, I don't, I don't want to put a they, them on my, my, uh, email signature or whatever your company will like Get but, mad at you, but the freedom—I don't know—the freedom of I speech, the freedom rep- of speech is
1: altering your speech. This isn't; they're mm-hmm. altering your speech. Yeah. You know, they're changing. Like I said, I have a, a whole thing of of uh, of decime, and people now want to use it. Oh, it means no, 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 no. It's one out of every ten. It's a mathematical word, but it's these mathematical terminology that they're changing. These these concrete.
2: Yeah, that's definitely happening. Like you said, the words, but I'm just more. I'm more talking about that um that fifth gen- generational warfare that we've talked about where your mind before you even say anything you're telling yourself don't say it. Well, so so you're already battling you know <laughs> and that that's the part that cuz I I forgot all about that with Black Lives you could not say no, white, white lives every all lives matter. You couldn't you couldn't say any of that. You since
1: couldn't. the Obama administration, I remember that Saturday Night Live was not allowed to make any jokes or fun of the president. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about that show, I grew up watching that show since the early eighties. That's all they did is make fun of presidents. That's when it
2: started going downhill. (laughs) And when
1: Obama became, all of a sudden, no one was allowed to say, and when they found out (laughs) that we were controlled our speech then, it's been on turbo charge ever Mm -hmm. since.
2: Yeah, it hasn't been funny since they did that. There was, um, someone was talking about when Obama came in, I'm trying to think of what scandal was going on. There was something going on when he came in where there were reporters kind of sniffing out uh jeez, I'm trying to remember what it was. It may have been the um the dude in the limo or something, you know, the <laughs> Barry's Barry Satiro's buddy in the limo. Oh, remember but,
1: that guy. No one talked about that guy no more.
2: But at a certain point, the the like staffers of Obama in the White House straight up told the journalists that if you if you want to have any access to the president, you will not write any bad things about the president, <laughs> and that's kind of how they, at least the mainstream media, that's how they controlled them. Well, if you want access, but, you got to be nice. But, but it,
1: <laughs> then it, it then it parallels with what happened in Florida with that school shooting, where the kids didn't go into that, the, the police officers didn't go into that school, they stayed out. Oh, the Pulse nightclub, and we no no the, oh, school, that's the school the school. One. And that they found out that that kid had a lot of problems. They had arrested him, taken up, but they never reported it. Mm -hmm. Because they wouldn't get no money from the Obama administration. You had to prove that, hey, my theories are working. Understand that? Because if you report crime, then my theories aren't working. The whole country needs to know that my theories are working. And what's happening right now in the DAs, especially like in Long Beach, where you're going to play a video a little bit later about the about game. Getting-
2: if we get to it we're yeah. an hour in already <laughs> yeah
1: dude if you see that this, this it's <clears throat> anyways
2: all right so uh along the lines of mud dogs uh woke words that you're allowed to use and not allowed to use this I is that I talk- this is uh arkansas uh
1: i think we're many to move the show to arkansas bro
2: and this is huckabee sanders Signs order banning woke terms like pregnant people.
8: What? Making that point. On the left, women have taken a backseat to political correctness. It's why Senator (laughs) Irving and Representative Barker had to pass the Fairness in Women's Sports Act to defend our girls across the state. Mm -hmm. They're using nonsense words to erase women and girls and, more importantly, to erase our voices and our experiences. Today, we're taking a stand against woke nonsense. What, frankly, started as a fad among a few grad students has seeped down into corporations, the healthcare industry, and increasingly, state government. Mm -hmm. It's demeaning to women, and it needs to stop. In a moment, I'll sign an executive order banning a number of all sorts of ridiculous words from state government documents. Those include words like pregnant people, laboring person, birth giver, and several other nonsense terms that have...
2: Dang, dude. She just spit it out, spit out nonsense so much. That should just be a... I need to get some sound bites from that one.
8: Hold
1: on, man.
2: That's impressive.
1: Just to back up what this lady is doing, let let me play... Sorry. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Some on the Uh. left
8: will accuse us of being nitpicky that Arkansas should just lay down and accept the cultural revolution without complaint. I say it's the exact opposite. It's the left that decided that woman is a dirty word. It's the left that decided we needed to toss out basic biology and basic grammar along with it. I think they're just mad that conservatives are starting to fight back. And they better get ready because we're just getting started.
6: There you go. Now you can do your thing. I hadn't come across this at university. As I say, I studied mathematics and uh, you know, I spent my time proving theorems and defining my terms very carefully. So I was blissfully ignorant of the fact that significant numbers of young people are being taught this sort of nonsense. But they come out of it thinking that somebody who says, look, there are two sexes and the sex that you are is the sex that you were conceived as. They think that what you're doing is imposing social roles on them. So I was brought up to think that what was liberatory and what was progressive was to say, well, this little person is a girl. Let's not let her stop. That Let's not let that stop her doing anything. She could be an astronaut. She could well, be president. Quite. I mean, I think
7: we were all sort of, when I, I was brought up to think that you could do whatever you wanted to. You you have the power to, to, to as you said, be an astronaut, be, be whatever you damn well like. And it's as though this trend now is reverting to stereotyped girls like pink and boys like blue and boys like playing with with Meccano sets. And
1: It wasn't what I wanted to play because she, she, I wanted to play the clip uh, I have that piggybacks on uh, Governor uh, Sanders' uh, speech here because she starts talking about exactly what she's saying about words and speech and how they're using that to alter our laws, our our rules of conduct, mm-hmm. everything by the verbiage because... It's the verbiage, that she said earlier, that is the only thing that confirms them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, she, and if you don't confirm it, that's the problem. They want the whole world to, she continues talking. It's a wonderful interview. And I really highly recommend listening to Helen Joyce's interview on trigonometry. It is beyond eye opening. It might actually get you angry.
2: So, this actually came out last week, I think, but we never covered it. But Sarah Huckabee out of Arkansas once again announces Chinese seed company must give up Arkansas land. Uh, This is what I want to see more of. I want to see more uh, MAGA. Let's
1: go. Well, and good to that because we have reports that they've had Chinese companies buy like Swift Pork Company and then underbid. All the other pork co- providers around them make it so cheap that they can't compete, break them down, make them close up and lose their business, and then Swift Pork will be the only one supplying pork, and then they'll control it. This is what they've been doing here. Mm-hmm. People don't need to start. The, the farmers in Arkansas, the the small farmers, have been trying to speak up about this, and no one's listening to them. I'm Thank God for a, a governor like Sarah Sanders. Yeah, she's kicking up. Thank them, God.
2: Keep it up. All right, let's go. Going over here.
1: Yes! That's awesome! All right. God save the queen, man.
2: All right. We have a new speaker of the house, everybody. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I want to give uh, give shout-outs to the, the MAGA crowd out there that everybody – laughed at and said that you guys are ruining the country and you're ruining the Republican party. And I can't believe you guys are doing this. Oh yeah. Turns out we got a better speaker of the house now. I hope it is. Oh, it's
1: a a in sheep's clothing on
2: on the outside. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what's on the inside, but actually you do a little bit. Check this out. This is Hakeem Jeffries, which is the democratic, basically the democratic leader of uh, Congress. So he was, he was, uh, anyway, uh, check this out though. This is fascinating. You want to get a little insight on, uh, sorry guys, let me get his name. (laughs) You want to get a little insight on Mike Johnson, the new speaker of the house? Check this out.
9: Look at today. You're about to go take this vote. There's these rumblings that maybe today they will have the numbers, Um, What can you tell us about that? Obviously, you don't want to scoop yourself. We'll go follow it today. But what can you tell us about that, about your working relationship with their newest nominee, their potential speaker?
10: Well, Mike Johnson, uh, who's their newest uh, nominee, has a very uh, pleasant demeanor in terms of how he communicates. But his voting record uh, is as extreme as the most extreme members of their conference. very few exceptions Uh, and I think you know what we'll see is that if they are able to get to the number they need to get to today 217 um, you know that Mike Johnson is someone who like Kevin McCarthy like Steve Scalise like Jim Jordan uh, voted to overturn the 2020 presidential election Uh, that Mike Johnson similar to all of those individuals has a track record of trying to undermine social security and Medicare and in these incredibly people. important That's how things they that are connected to the fabric of our country uh, and in them Classic as we know it. That, that Mike about. Johnson, probably more so than almost any other member of the House Republican Conference, wants to criminalize abortion care and impose a nationwide ban. So later on today, we'll make clear that we will continue to forcefully push back against that extremism.
11: Well, then that probably means that Mike Johnson is the real deal. An extreme voting record. Oh, extreme. This is what they're labeling as extreme, Check by the way. Out. He signed the Texas amicus brief, objected to the certification. I'm
12: going to give you my Sorry, number guys.
1: one tip to get over.
2: He has a 75%. Click
11: so on
1: it. Click on that. It's, get bad.
2: it's really cool because I don't know if anybody knows this, but they have a, um, a freedom percentage, like a... Freedom, I think it's what is it called? Freedom Caucus. So basically, depending on how they vote, they get a certain grade on, like, are they for free speech? Are they ESG score? Basically, it's it's
1: basically an ESG score. Basically, it is an ESG score
2: for uh, the const. You know, like a constitutional type guy, and he gets a seventy-five percent, and that's based on voting record is how they kind of get those uh, that number. But I think. Jim Jordan was 79%. Um, that Scalise guy was, you know, 40-something percent. So, I mean, as far as his voting record and what you can kind of look at, you know, that's on record, you know, he definitely looks looks good. Check all these out. Coral College votes in one or more states made false and or irresponsible. Sorry, I went past that one. He voted against changing the electoral college stuff, which is what the Democrats want to do. They want to basically make it a populist vote, Yeah. Uh, public
11: statements against the democratic system. What the hell does that even mean? Voted against impeachment or conviction of Donald Trump for inciting an insurrection. You mean he upheld the law and the Constitution? Okay. Voted against creating an independent commission to investigate the January 6 attack? Based. Voted against holding Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress? Based. Voted in favor of the Ukraine Democracy Defense Lend Lease Act of 2022, which allowed the lending slash lease of American defense material to Ukraine. Voted against the 2022 to ukraine's supplemental appropriation voted in favor of amendment 21 to hr 2670 the national defense authorization act which would have stricken 300 million dollars of assistance for ukraine voted in favor of amendment 22 to the same bill which would have prohibited so basically
2: he voted one time in the initial uh funding of the ukraine war and then ever since then he's voted against it
1: has he ever spoken on why he voted for it and then what made him change his mind
2: uh no i haven't heard i mean honestly i'd never even seen this guy because (laughs) i mean obviously he
1: he can be budged by that vote yeah you know
2: um here is a little bit more of him on tucker which i thought was pretty interesting
13: you were obviously watching there at the state. this was back in when trump was still in office Union, um, When you saw the speaker rip the president's speech into pieces, did you take that as a sign of, of plateness, as an, as an expression of kindness and friendship?
12: No, of course not. I mean, it was a shameful display. It was stunning, really, to many members uh, sitting in the House. It was totally unprecedented. It was shameless, and it was also unlawful, Tucker. Um, You know, a lot of people have been talking about this the last 48 hours, and I did a little legal memo to point out to my colleagues that she actually committed a felony when she tore that, that paper up. It wasn't just any copy of the State of the Union Address. It was the copy, the original. And we have over two centuries of custom and tradition and, of course, the Constitution that calls for the State of the Union Address. Uh, That when the president delivers the copies to those top legal officers, the two top legislative officers in that co equal branch of government, those are the official documents of the House. And if you tear those up, you violated a
1: specific statute in the
2: that's Pelosi standing behind Trump, tearing up his speech.
1: I believe (laughs) that Pelosi showed there their contempt for our government, not just Trump, our government and our rule of law. That's what she was doing there. It was not, again, they were playing theater while her husband was playing with grown men at their house. Sex hammers. Well, now they try and say, oh, Uh, that he was, dude, they've tried to change that, dude. Hammer time. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever.
2: (laughs) Uh, We can play a little of this. This is his like opening speech after he got the gig. I haven't heard that.
1: I heard the speech when that old lady tells that other person to (laughs) shut up.
2: (laughs) That was funny. If it gets boring, I haven't pre-listened to bored. this. So. Go for it. <laughs> Are you? Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's clapping. Sit down, everybody.
1: You got to stop Thank clapping, too, man. It's being annoying. Every time they talk. And they... Like, dude, stop. Thank you all. Uh, first... Uh,
12: a few words of gratitude. I want to thank uh, Leader Jeffries. Uh, I do look forward to working with you on behalf of the American people. I know we see things from very different points of view, but I know that in your heart, you love and care about this country and you want to do what's right. And so, we're going to find common ground there. All right?
1: This is what I'm getting tired Let the man speak. <laughs> Let the man speak and then we'll hold the whole speech. Although uh, I, gotta, I should
12: get some of these applause. I want to, clips. I want to uh, yeah, like express no, my much. great thanks. Two
1: seconds. Well, I'm going to count. For
12: it. our speaker emeritus, Kevin McCarthy.
2: Four seconds. Oh, stand up again.
1: Four seconds. Let me see.
2: Okay, this is getting annoying. He's right. dedicated anymore. over
12: two decades of his life to selfless public service. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of those years well, in this house. it should be uh, fascinating to see because he is big on the border. He's uh, he's big on um, the Twitter file stuff, you know, as far as the government uh, telling corporations what to do and what who can say what on their platform. Yeah. Uh, he was big on kind of keeping an eye on that. And then another thing that he was really big it's on was
1: examination on the Twitter thing is pretty dang good. Have you ever heard it? I haven't. Very is? good. Yeah. Nice. Bring it. I'll try. I'll, I'll look for it. It's an oldie but goodie.
2: Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. But uh, oh, you
1: were talking about that the, the Twitter and the whole the whole oh shabang.
2: yeah the the last thing that he's really big on is uh, Hunter Biden. Really? Oh man, he like was well, going he, on going after the Biden so. His speech speech
1: before the vote was saying that he called him pretty much a criminal. He called him that he was accepting bribes and that they were paying to play. They know this, Mm. and he was talking about the evidence right now that they have is overwhelming.
2: So I guess one way we can tell if this guy is legit or not is how quickly are we going to get Hunter Biden as a wit- and witness giving a statement? Because I want to see that. Anyone listening
1: to the show who doesn't know how our structure, the House has the right and the only right to impeach the president. They're the ones who decide this.
2: Dude, I am so happy. He's not... Um, I think he's pretty MAGA, but I don't know. We'll see how far he wants to go because... You know,
1: I don't know. Our last one had a lot of backdoor deals where you had Pelosi uh, still in the water, still there, and you had so many people. Freeloaders. Nobody, freeloaders, honest to goodness freeloaders.
2: Nobody wanted McCarthy, though. You know, like none of the MAGA guys. It's like that. We knew that guy was a a rhino. You know, backdoor dealing dude. So uh, release the January 6th tapes, please, Mike Johnson. What we do you, um, need, we need, uh, we need to see those.
1: Are we gonna transition? I got a, a a Tucker talking about our government lies and are they gonna finally be spoken about?
2: Hey, we're still kind of in politics here, so
1: okay, here we go. See what you think? Of
13: now that we know that it was not, in fact, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now that we know that Ukraine is not actually winning the war against Russia. It could be time to revisit some of the other slogans we've been assured are true and ordered to repeat. Are they in fact true? Did, for example, a racist white cop actually murder a man called George Floyd, a civil rights leader, in Minneapolis on Memorial Day of 2020? Now, we've been told that that happened, told it relentlessly for more than three years. So at this point, we've been told it so much that pretty much everybody seems to believe it. And because everyone does kind of believe it, a small group of people has been allowed to make massive changes to American society. They include, but are not limited to, decriminalizing stealing, defunding the police, adding a new federal holiday to the calendar called Juneteenth, the (laughs) ceasing of hiring all white men in corporate America, and of course, significantly, they also sent a cop called Derek Chauvin to prison for more than 40 years. He would be the racist white devil who murdered George Floyd. But the question is, did he actually murder George Floyd? And the answer is, well, no, he didn't murder George Floyd. And we're not guessing about that. We know it conclusively, thanks to a new court case now underway in Hennepin County, Minnesota. Mm. The case was brought by a prosecutor there called Amy Sweezy. She's suing her boss. So the case is not actually about George Floyd or Derek Chauvin, but it tells Mm. you an awful lot about both of them. In her deposition, which you should read, Amy Sweezy describes a conversation that she had with the county medical examiner, Andrew Baker, right after George Floyd died. Quote, I called Dr. Baker early that morning to tell him about the case and to ask him if he would perform the autopsy on Mr. Floyd. Sweezy recalls all this under oath in the deposition. Quote, he called me later in the day on that Tuesday, and he told me that there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. Oh. In other words, George Floyd, according to the official autopsy, was not murdered. He died instead of what we used to call natural causes, which in his case would include decades of drug use, as well as the fatal concentration of fentanyl that was in his system on his final day. He swallowed it. So this was not a killing. It was yet another narcotics OD in a country that courts more than 100,000 of them every year. The medical examiner clearly understood that and in fact articulated it. And Sweezy explains, mm-hmm. he said to me, she recalls in the deposition, Amy, what happens when the actual evidence doesn't match up with the public narrative that everyone's already decided on? <laughs> and then he said, quote, this is the kind of case that ends careers. In other words, Everyone lied about it from the very beginning. The people who knew the truth hid the truth and allowed the revolution to proceed. Now they've been exposed. Now we know the truth. What happens next? Well, they're going to ignore it. The Biden administration just issued a long purple statement celebrating George Floyd's birthday. He's a martyr. Despite the fact we know that he was not murdered. And by the way,
1: dang. Interesting,
2: right? I mean, luckily, we were talking about it two years ago when that happened, three years ago. But, uh, yeah. But, I
1: mean, every black guy that saw that was like, oh, that, oh, man, that was please." And you're going, well, here's the evidence. No. Oh. And now a poor man is sitting in prison for 40 years over a, a president's lies. Mm-hmm. And he's spewing it still the same thing like the COVID. They can't backtrack because if they backtrack. Those lawsuits are going to come in dude, like banshees. They,
2: uh, they've already paid Floyd's family. Remember that? They're, oh, they're paying a millions it already. Became,
1: it, it, I, I think there's <laughs> black families are willing to sacrifice one of their kids mm. just to get that money, dude. Because, I mean, Black Lives Matter cares so much about black people that they bought a mansion in Irvine. <laughs> and they bought mansions. That's what they do. So, I mean, that's how much they love they believe in what they do. That one is just disturbing, bro. And I, man, there's sometimes I even avoid listening to Tucker because, dude, it's just disturbing.
2: Yeah, Tucker. Uh, I I really like his. It's a lot shorter format. I I just to the point. Huh? Kind of stopped watching it. And I need to kind of get back on it. Uh, cause yeah, he had um was it douglas mcgregor i think is his name he's like some retired general and they were kind of riffing and talking about the potential you know like what it was it was a really good interview because it basically is is kind of startling on uh (laughs) how we're not really prepared for uh like world war three type stuff you know we're kind of we're in a, a a bad situation, you know. We're not in the in this like peak fighting form, <laughs> you know. The what is it, the military had their lowest recruiting effort in forty years or something like that. They can't get recruits, they can't get new guys. They're having to lower the standards just to get people in.
1: But they keep on showing these transgender soldiers <laughs> and they want to know why? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you showing us like videos like they used to? Like the Chinese are showing their people by why they should join their army. What happened to those marine commercials? What happened to those army commercials, those ranger commercials that made you want to strive to be one of those? I mean, the whole point that there's thousands of people applying to be a Navy SEAL is because it's a standard and not everyone makes it. That's why it's called an elite fighting force. It's, I, I believe we have a president that can't even walk up the stairs. That's and the truth. only time he seems to have balls is if he has guards behind him to be able to tell a normal guy, that's a lie. I'm not trying to take away your guns that time. But it seems like I, I have trouble. I told you, I follow a, another channel that is, completely a democratic channel disguised as a political channel and the commentaries that you read about pro-Biden. I, I I can't fathom that the Trump syndrome is so bad that they're seeing all this and they just turned a blind eye because if they take it in their whole narrative is unraveled. I don't,
2: you know, uh, I don't think very many people have eyes to see. That's part of the problem. They or hear they, don't, hear. or yeah. they don't want to see. Maybe they're looking I away. <laughs> if I played
1: be. some more of that, uh, Robert Dawkins and Helen Joyce, they hit these points so well, which is mind-boggling for me because I wouldn't believe, I thought it was just us Christians. I didn't think that there was atheists that agreed with our thinking. Not our thinking, but our opinions. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, I have common line, a common ground with Richard Dawkins. How is that? How is it that two people so opposite found a common, I found a common ground where I enjoyed what he was. He was like, any, any of these people right now who are uh, woke are going to call Richard Dawkins now a right winger. Because of that podcast right there. When his whole life he was a left winger.
2: Yeah. What have you done for me lately though? Amazing, (laughs) right? Uh, This is kind of on what you were, we were kind of discussing Black Lives Matter time period. Dude, I like that grinder they were showing right there. This is an interesting (laughs) article here. I don't really know what to think of it. Uh, It's from Zero Hedge. Uh, Black Lives Matter leader stands behind January 6th prisoner Prisoners and endorses Trump And uh, it kind of goes on This is do you not think, the, you think,
1: Do you think this is just a uh, could be. A reaction to That the New York uh, Was it the New York uh, Black Lives Matter group uh, They put that one thing where the What do you call it The, the soldiers from uh, Or the guys from um, Hamas Came in with uh, parachutes And they put a picture of how they stand with Palestine
2: Mm, I do remember that, yeah. So do
1: you think that this is just them to go, oh, look, no, no, we're not, not well, all of us are like you, this.
2: Yeah, I'll read it. The founder of Black Lives Matter organization is voicing his support of the president I January thought it was 6- women who found it. Uh, shying away from endorsing former, and not shying away from endorsing former President Trump as the best candidate we have. Uh, this guy, Mark Fisher, is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. There you go. And he's uh in this article he goes on to kind of state how uh you know most most of the Black Lives he basically disavowed uh the you know official Black Lives Matter group. You know, he started it, but basically they kind of co-opted it. Yeah. And uh it's a pretty interesting article cuz he he uh he talks a lot like we do and at a certain point here he talks about media's distortion of the truth um he talks about antifa had a lot to do with the riots in 2020 and there were a lot of anarchist groups who just wanted to take advantage of the moment okay. and we were out for and were out for destruction hold on hollywood which is something we've hold, heard
1: hold on, hold on we've been talking about when we're going to hear someone from the other side finally like jump ship my question is with all this stuff that we know about cia and all those things we're hearing that they're gonna they like to make us provoke mm-hmm. each other why can't we say that? I don't know if I trust even what this guy is saying. Mm-hmm. Because how do I know that this guy isn't, a, you know, one of the um, a CIA plant, FBI plant, mm-hmm. a, I don't know, a Washington, whatever, police officer plant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You know, to, to jump ship. Now, if you read the article, he says that he stand together with the Proud Boys. He went to prayers. Mm-hmm. He went, what's going on here?
2: Yeah, I just I think, you know, he he states it there that uh, the media's distortion of the truth and how Antifa and our anarchist groups were the ones causing a lot of the, you know, the peaceful protest uh fires <laughs> that were going on. And you know, we've we've talked about this a lot where it was um you can you can see like if I just it's so hard to, to bring it all back to memory, but you know, the summer of two thousand twenty, uh I had Fridays off. They furloughed us on Fridays, so basically I just sat home Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night and watched these crazy riots and fires going on around the uh country, around the world really, but around the country. And at a certain point, you start picking up on patterns where you're like, hey, that's not a black guy starting that fire or throwing that brick. That's a freaking white guy with skinny jeans. You know, like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, who, who, and, and who was shot at the
1: pattern? At, who were <laughs> shot at the Rittenhouse thing? White guys? Yeah. Where was the black guys? I know. Where were the black guys? Uh huh. None of them? Yep. But say, oh, Wisconsin. Dude, Wisconsin has a bunch of black people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where <laughs> were they? Yeah, I know. It's a good question. Yeah, they weren't chasing him down. But Antifa was only practicing their First Amendment, <laughs> so they have the right. So what are you complaining about?
2: Well, as long as it's the violence part that...
1: Ah, uh, oh, dude, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. Remember, you're going to fight for them to be able to do what they need to say, and that's what they're saying. hmm So now you're going to sky- skyfold their freedom of speech? Well,
2: I mean, the other option is to get people fired from their job for their speech. Because that's
1: happening antifa no no, I'm talking about we're talking don't go that way mm-hmm. let's stay focused with Antifa mm-hmm. and the freedom of speech and mm-hmm. what they're practicing. Okay. so now don't they have the right to do what they were doing? I mean right here when in Los Angeles when the when they had that transgender and the that uh, health spa that was supposed to be for women and they went in there and all uh, Antifa did was go there. And protest for the rights of the transgender to be able to bathe with little girls. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's a freedom of speech, right? They're allowed to. It's freedom of speech.
2: Yeah. I mean, as long as there's no violence. But there I was. Mean, we saw it. Yeah. I okay. Mean,
1: but it's their freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So, so there's it, nothing wrong with what they because they, they want a grown man to be bathing with little girls. So it,
2: it's okay with you. Like I said, expose yourself. Let's see. Let's see what you got to say. But
1: because, they already said it.
2: Well, no. But and that
1: makes it okay. So we just accept it because
2: they said it. No, no. What? No, you you judge them and you basically tell them you either catalog it in your head, like okay, I know, I know what I'm, what's going on here, or you, you know, you let them just basically, you know, uh, say the most heinous, do the, mo- I don't know about do the most heinous because violence. Is not free speech. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't
1: all right, know. listeners. Please put a note into all the commentaries about what just happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah. All right. What's the next one?
2: Mm, that's not how this works, buddy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. He controls the button. Yeah, guys. I'm and running the show. I can so just turn your, your mic him to down, press by the, the way, buddy. So offended. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, am, I am kind of offended because... There is a, a little bit of a mental block. And it's not just you, it's a lot of people when it comes to Israel. And in my opinion, I, I we'll see how this plays out in the future.
1: But I thought it was about freedom of speech. It is. Okay.
2: Israel wants to limit their citizens' freedom of speech, they don't want them talking about anything other than the official narrative.
1: So, who is saying that? Their government? Yeah. Okay. It's their government. They say, our government is saying the same thing to us. That's what they're doing to
2: us. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's important to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. So they're telling their own citizens that. Mm-hmm. So now you're upset with them.
2: I just think free speech is absolute and you should be able to.
1: Is Israel a sovereign country? Say what you want to say. Is Israel a sovereign country? Of course. Okay. So they don't have the right to do their own laws, what they want to do? Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. I mean, because I don't like when John Oliver comes here and talks smack about my country.
2: I know, but what you just said it gives validation to our government to do it to us.
1: No, that's my we're business. we're a sovereign country. No, no, no. That's my business. What happens in this country, mm-hmm. that's my business. What mm-hmm. happens in Israel's not my business.
2: Okay, well, freedom of speech is being
1: limited here. I right, know right now here in my country <laughs> right now, right yeah. here. I, I, yeah. So in Canada, so in Canada right now, the trucker movement. But, so in Canada right now, you got a trucker trial right now that the, they're taking him to court because of freedom of speech. You're right about right it right now. So but I'm not so talking what, about it. So what are we going to do? Are we going to
2: shut freedom of speech down because they're saying they don't like Israel?
1: Who's stopping it?
2: Dude, There's people being fired from their jobs. Dude, people
1: listen to our show. Dave Rubin wants to fire people. (laughs) Yeah, Dave Rubin's a wacko. Uh,
2: Rebel News wants to
1: fire people. I haven't heard. Show me the report.
14: Uh, Let's see. We're suddenly against free speech. Ben Shapiro. Um, he said, if you work in the media and uncritically and reflexively parrot the genocidal Jew-hating terrorist liars Hamas, you should be fired. So he's now very much um, for censorship. He at one point actually tweeted that no one should be fired for their views even if their views are stupid he was just like society should just come after you and you know that's you make your own bed you have to lie in it if society comes after you society comes after you but you shouldn't be fired now he's saying oh no you should be fired so he's definitely we figured out what the cause is that makes him suddenly go from free speech warrior to no longer in support of free speech dave rubin is the same way here's somebody who's built his entire career and fame off of being a free speech champion we should be able to discuss ideas you talked about the oppression olympics and how it's uh, in people's careers and lives for
2: oh megan kelly maybe having
14: one bad opinion when they're young and they went in this back and forth thing and megan was very much like well now i'm not going to hire these people you hire. you know if you if you like them then you hire them and I think everybody remembers being young and having dumb ideas when you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. I don't know anybody who was, like, fully evolved by then. So, uh, but Megyn Kelly is saying, no, we should ruin their lives. Let's ruin young people's lives over uh, over their opinions. Some outlets are now pro-cancel culture. Rebel News, sadly. Rebel News was a great organization that covered the Canadian trucker convoy uh, in depth, and they've very much been on the side of the who people who are He's speaking out against mandates this, uh, and, company you're um, you know, and and Kim Iverson, who does she work for? Were- uh,
2: Kim Iverson, okay. uh, she's independent.
14: Okay, sounds very, very opinionated. Here. All of that, but now when it comes to this particular issue,
2: yeah, free speech is important, dude. <laughs>
14: like, go it's ahead. The, the, you,
2: the most okay, okay, important thing. That we, when
1: has it? When, why? Why would you even have? be? Why <laughs> would you even listening to Pen Shapiro? That guy tried to make you to take the shot. The guy took the vaccination. I stopped listening to him years ago. Mm-hmm. I stopped play So, what he said is the same thing as when John Rivers was giving quotes of these actors, and you're like, "Yeah, he's a genius." What do I need to listen to him for? Who cares what that guy says? Dave Rubin compl- is a homosexual that proclaims to be a Christian, that doesn't work. These people who are giving this advice, dude, again, Ben Shapiro is a moron, a moron, that people have been
14: allowing him to speak. You already said
2: that. Let's
14: go. Suddenly, they're all about getting people fired in cancel culture. Here's their Mm -hmm. tweet. Petition. They have a poll petition. Fire JAMA. Um, Ontario NDP MPP Sarah Jama has accused Israel of apartheid for defending itself against Hamas's wave of brutal terrorism that targeted innocent women and, ch- and children. And they actually have their own um, fire jama petition. Uh, so. The death of just when you think you find free speech uh, allies, you just got to find the one thing. That makes them suddenly flip and no longer in support of absolute free speech. Not even God gives uh, you absolute free speech. I worry about... Not even
1: God gives you absolute free speech. There is consequences for your speech, even in the good book. Even God limits your free speech, whether you want to explain it or not. Blasphemous is a sin. He doesn't... Yes, he does. He...
2: What do you mean he? He doesn't limit. Yes, he does. He He warns you. He gives you the choice. No. Yeah. Duh. It's called limiting. So does this government. He doesn't limit you. You can still say anything you want. Hollywood, we've been doing this show for how many years? You're going to be judged for it. I
1: have not been. Nothing stopped me from saying what I want to say. You're talking to a guy that walked out of his employer for the vaccine. Nah, dude. Suck an egg about your freedom of speech stuff. I was told to shut up. And to leave a job. no. So screw
2: your freedoms, huh?
1: No, I never said that.
2: That's what you just
1: said. No, but I'm not going to allow you to stomp my freedom and then say, no, I have freedom of speech. Wait a minute. So you're going to stomp my freedom? Like I can't walk? Who stomped your freedom? Who who stopped your freedom of speech? The murderers. The what? The murderers. The murderers. Once they kill me, they stop my freedom of speech. I can't speak no more. Once I'm dead, where our I can't speak headed no more.
14: with all of this. Right? I worry that we will lose and the our people that attack in this country, a, a right top. that we absolutely need in order to remain a democracy. Uh, this is um, you know, I just I worry that we're going <laughs> if it's not one thing, if it's one group viscerally wanting to ban certain speech, then it's the other who wants to viscerally ban different speech. It, it, it's just we cannot operate like this. We need to have discussion. An exchange of ideas. Adults need to be adults. We need to have if we don't have to agree with each other. Even after that exchange of ideas, we don't have to come to consensus. We can continue to not agree. We could continue to say, I think you're wrong. And you could even continue to say, and I think you're abhorrent and a bad person and a genocidal lunatic. You can say all of those things. But it's when you start saying, and I think you should lose your job and not have a way to live. That's what the pro-mandate people did. They said, you shouldn't have a job. There you, go. you shouldn't be able to live unless you do what I want you to do. Unless you behave the way I say, you should lose your livelihood. Now you've got Laura Loomer and Rebel News doing the same thing to other people. You should lose your livelihood. Megan Kelly, you should lose your livelihood if you don't say what I want you to say and behave the way I want you to behave. That is so utterly and completely dangerous. And
1: My freedom of speech was held up here right now by That's Hollywood. Right. He lowered it down. He says I have freedom of speech, but I'm not allowed to talk on this show. Yep. So you are you are a hypocrite. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So no, bro. You altered my freedom of speech. I did. So there you go. You're a hypocrite. So your argument is now thrown out the window.
2: It was my shit. You just did it to me. This is my show though. I I got the I thought it was our here. show. Yeah, but I could do turn I down our show. I could turn down stuff. Yeah, like, well. I know
1: that you can do. So that's exactly what you did. You're the government. Yep. You just did it to me. But yet you're proclaiming it's okay for you to speak. There you go. You're a hypocrite. You just show your hypocrisy right there. It's true. So, this conversation that this woman's having, it's interesting, right? Who is taking Ben Shapiro's ideas? Dude, I never told anybody to lose their job. his
2: name. I'm done with his name.
1: Okay, when did I have called for anyone to lose their jobs? None. No, I'm just... Not even the people who told me to either take my shot or I have to quit my job. I don't ask for any of them to lose their jobs. So I don't know who your, who your audience for this recording here, but I thought us, Good Time Culture Podcast, we are about freedom of speech. Uh, up to a point. I thought you said there wasn't no, no, up to no point. I have
2: complete freedom of speech. Like I'll say anything, but not me. I don't, I feel like you have, you have so much passion about one side that if you had your choice, if you could shut off the other side's voice, that you may do that. I don't you know, know for sure. I have I that just, control. I'm, I'm suspecting. I, I,
1: I change the channel when I don't want to hear it no more. Yeah. I have that full control. I don't have to listen to no one's speech. If I don't want, that's my freedom too.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of scary because when was it? The 80s, 90s, maybe 80s, where the right, the conservative right was doing very similar, limiting free speech, saying you you can't put out a you know, adult content, you know, you gotta, you can't, uh, can't have a slayer, you know, playing music or whatever. It's like, so uh, you think
1: they may have had a point?
2: No, I just think both sides are susceptible to, uh, limiting the other's free speech and probably in a good intention, not really like just, you know, uh, limit, you know, just, just fuck them or whatever. Sorry about that family show, but, it's more of, you know, just they want what they want, <laughs> you know. I don't know. It's I I it's For me, me, in the years... Because it's cause went I, back and forth.
1: When, of uh, what you're talking about, I wasn't a member of the church. I was actually a, a, a progressive.
2: Yeah, I think I was too back okay. then. And yeah. so,
1: even though I was raised Catholic, I was a progressive. Again, I believed in abortion. I believed that the woman had the right to choose. Okay? I believed in all that. I believed that the church should... You know, I, this is the one thing I still do believe everyone has to pay their consequences for it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be judged for this. Oh yeah. So it doesn't matter to me, honestly, Mm -hmm. because if you aborted that baby, you're going to have to face that consequence when the day you take your last breath, whether you believe it or not, I believe in it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I used to even think that maybe we should still have abortions. So so these people don't die, like these women don't go to back, back alleys and get abortions. Because honestly, the consequence is going to be when you meet your maker. Whether you believe it or not, you're going to meet your maker. Not believing in it doesn't stop it. Very true. So that's my point to all this. And I believe in freedom of speech because I am a Christian, meaning I rely on it. do I rely on it. That's good to hear. And I love, again, you're listening to a guy that brought Richard Dawkins to the show today. So I'm not open-minded? Dude, if you don't know who Richard Dawkins is, and I'm being a Christian, we're enemies. Why are you enemies? Because he doesn't believe in God at all. That, according to the scriptures, makes him an antichrist. So, but we found a common ground where both of us found that today's thinking in our media and our society is weird. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So that is why I love great conversations. Because now it made me understand his point of view a little bit better. Not that I'm going to become like Richard Dawkins. Spe- but it's interesting.
2: Speaking of weird, I got some
3: weird stuff over here. You have to force behaviors, and, and BlackRock we are forcing behaviors. Where? Oh, that's in my bad news,
1: I think. Dude, look at that countersink tool. Dude, quit distracting. Look at me. the countersink I tool can't, right there. Dude, I can't get dude it's, it. it's 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 machine. It's operated by hand. Do you see it?
2: Dude, I'm trying to look for an article.
1: Dude, look at the Counterseek tool right there. Oh. Huh. What is that?
2: Can't find my article that I wanted to start with. Anyway, here's some weird news for you guys Zero Hedge, again, Fuji's <laughs> rapper who helped launder millions from CCP to Obama campaign demands new trial. Claims lawyer used AI.
1: <laughs> Are you serious?
2: Yeah, Fuji's, I've never been
1: hurt. Which one? Which one?
2: Fuji's rapper Pros Michael, who was convicted in April for taking part in extensive conspiracy to help a foreign national make illegal contributions to former President Barack Obama's campaign after making approximately $88 million in foreign funds as part of a back-channel lobbying scheme at the direction of the People's Republic of China.
1: Dang. A f- rapper? The Fuji's. I never heard I thought I thought it was just Whitecliff and uh and uh Lauren Hill I didn't know Whoa. about this. Oh,
2: speaking of Cliff,
1: he's a CIA guy. Did you hear about that? Dude, I just I was reading about that. Yeah. Whitecliff? Dude, he Okay, just- how how can he be a CIA and then another member uh-huh. be a guy who is who is it makes you wonder. Wow. Well, you know what? This theory that this one theory that Hollywood I agree on with Hollywood or actually he brought to the table was the music industry and these FBI agents and how it's basically a a brainwashing method. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Cause one of my favorite songs is many mics from the Fugees. Many, many mics, many, 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 many. Oh, it's one of the best, dopest hip hop song of all time. Uh, Dang, dude, it's killing me here. I can't many, find many, any of many. my stuff.
2: Uh, there was, mm, um, mm, mm,
1: mm, oh. don't ruin the Fujis for me, please. You ruined the MMA for me. You ruined everything else for me. Please, woke bastards, don't ruin the Fujis for me. Dude, sounds like it. Dude, uh, uh, what? What am I going to do with my many mics? I'm going to have to get rid of it out of my my playlist. Yeah, I don't listen
2: to any of that stuff anymore I can't listen to it anymore it sucks because there's a lot of good uh, good music <laughs> that I grew up I on that I don't beat listen to
1: I am a beat fiend and that beat is dope well, it's kind of frustrating
2: because I had a the nine eleven call from Martha's Vineyard oh. when that dude died the paddleboard there's a 9-11 call from secret service
1: all that is starting to come out so Uh crazy
2: and uh Mm. there there is a conspiracy i haven't backed it up yet so it's it's an allegation that he was writing a tell-all book about his years in the white house because he was the white house chef for you know six years or whatever and uh the the 9-11 call is very bizarre dude like i have to say the the dude that's kind of the special, the Secret Service guy. At one point, the 911 operator goes, do you need, so do you need an ambulance uh, or a boat? You know, like, what do you, because he's basically saying the guys, we've lost him, last time we saw him, he's way out in the water. And, uh, and you know, you would think you would be like, yeah, send everything, send the boat, you know, whatever. He's like, no, nah, uh, just send an ambulance, it'll probably be okay.
1: And you're like, the dude is, Drowning out in the water I don't know how an ambulance is going to help To me what's interesting about the Obamas In 10 years they have been such a success story (laughs) Meaning If you trace him back To Chicago when he was a Civil servant or Activist He was upside down on his house in Chicago He Mm -hmm. owed like almost half a million dollars Both he and his wife Are debarred They can't practice law No one talked about why they were debarred, okay? Now, 10 years later, the guy has a mansion in Martha's Vineyard. Of course. That's like old money people, and yet he's there. In 10 years, what a success story. Why hasn't there been movies made about his life? (laughs) I mean, seriously, that guy is wheeling and dealing, and in 10 years, he bought a mansion in Martha's Vineyard where you have to go through an association and be approved To buy a house there.
2: Yeah. Maybe this uh, 88 million from the refugees guys bought Martha's Vineyard for him.
1: I don't know, man. That guy. I understand. We as Americans love rag to riches stories. Why isn't the Obama story one of them? I don't know if we want to cover this one. Uh,
2: I thought it was very bizarre. I haven't read this article. I don't even know if we want to read it but I watched the video of the there I think there's been I don't know how many hostages Hamas Dude, has released
1: I have to skip those videos it's getting so bothersome Which ones All these videos these 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 kidnapping that the, the murders and the they Yeah sh- I can't watch the Dude.
2: the footage of it this this is uh they negotiated to release two of these uh I think they were actually tourists to uh, Israel. I don't think they lived there. They're just there for the celebration or something. Anyway, they got kidnapped, and the, the, I mean, they say their age is like eighty and seventy-six, really old ladies. Sorry, ladies, but uh, what I found very bizarre is this type of stuff right here. I don't know if you can see that. No, it's, she's she's holding hands with the Hamas terrorists.
1: Probably because she can't walk, bro.
2: Um, and then at a certain point, so is the
1: other one is holding the Hamas hand too. Trying to think if there's a video in this,
2: yeah, so you can see it. But watch, um, this is a, I, I'm, I'm reading into this way too much. I'll, I'll give you that. But watch the interaction here as she's leaving her terrorist captor and going to, uh, I think it's a Red Cross guy or something like that. And you guys at home aren't going to be able to watch, but you can go find the video. There's no no audio.
0: It's
3: okay, let's go.
9: It's okay? Watch.
2: So they try to take her away.
5: You go with
2: this one. And she kind of turns back to give the terrorist, the Hamas terrorist, like a handshake, like kind of a you know endearing almost handshake is kind of I would literally just turn around and be walking away in Hollywood you know what i mean this
1: adds to your argument it's very bizarre right are there two human they're humans they, they're showing their yeah. humanity maybe they had a little respect that they were elderly that's what it looks like because i think i yeah. think the muslims have a great respect for their elders and so i believe that is now this is i i i want to think that the governments don't represent the people oh man You're and right about that, that the people we hear the famous world war ii christmas that they stopped fighting mm-hmm. and they started celebrating and both sides got so ticked off the generals, and made sure that yeah. never would ever no it happened in several parts mm-hmm. but and, it, it
2: was the generals that were pissed yeah <laughs> the the foot soldiers were like yeah, they were sharing food. They were talking, drinks. playing
1: soccer. They yep. even talked about a soccer match they had, and they had mm-hmm. fun. And then the generals got pissed. They had to go back and go back to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It just proves. Because it isn't like in Israel, there's not Muslims that live there. They live among them. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like they can't coexist. Yeah,
2: and you you know, I I don't want to, you know, the, don't take this for an excuse. I just use it as like an example. Uh You know, 50, I think they Hamas won by 50%, if you can even believe elections. So that basically means that 50%, the other 50% of the country either doesn't like Hamas or didn't want to vote for him. And that, to me, it's very similar here where, you know, if you just took our military or, you know, our culture and threw it in someone's face, pretty much 50% of the American public would not agree with whatever you're pushing. You know, it's like a...
1: If you're if you're not a, everybody's unified. If you're a store owner in, in Palestine and you need a wall fix and you order some cement so you can fix your wall, but Hamas gets it because they want to use it for something else. How is that poor guy in Palestine ever gonna progress? I don't know. How is he ever gonna be able to make his business and whatever dream he has? If the military power are taking all the materials away from him, yeah. So that he can because Anyways,
2: yeah, that that's probably it's one of those super nuanced points when you when they talk about the embargo that uh, Israel has put on Gaza over a long time that, you know, it's 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 tough because it kind of needs to be done. But at the same time, we all know that the government will take theirs first, <laughs> you know, and then the so it's as much as I know you need to limit, you know, Hamas's potential, you know, with a. Uh, Resources, we all know that only hurts the the civilians. I just it was pretty interesting. She gave uh, this old lady actually gave a um, an interview. They had said the newspaper, and it's a lefty newspaper, by the way. I, I did see that. I was like, oh, okay. And I, anyway, she she brings up how uh, how mad she is at the Israeli government for basically leaving her high and dry.
1: That is and, where i'm ticked off you know there it's was just like the same people go ahead there me. was
2: no negotiations it was straight up it was red cross that actually got the deal you know what i mean the israelis never didn't have anything to do with i think it has to. Old be ladies because, out anyways yeah. kind of scary i um uh, and then i don't know if you want i don't want to keep beating on this but i thought it was super interesting um just to take it kind of uh in a weirder angle and not so... Who's... Uh, who's
1: Okay. Not so ahead.
2: emotional. You know, it's it's not really about who's right or wrong. It's just a, an observation this guy's made. This is a... Uh,
1: and, and I want to say this. It's the same argument that the Texans have, Arizona has, against our own government. That we're not being protected at the borders mm-hmm. from these people. And it's the same argument, because that's going to yep. be my question since the beginning. What happened... Israeli army is supposed to be some badass army of the world. What happened? You want to know? Yeah.
2: This is crazy. This is on Redacted. Uh, I should have the guy's name. Let me see. Let me get the... I
4: don't have the journalist's name, but he... I think he's in Israel, but check it out. ...learned from her testimony is that best-case scenario is that it was friendly fire you know, between, in, in a clash between the two sides. But later with, these other, with the publication of these other articles, what became clear is the Israeli military made a decision in the field to kill everyone there using tank shells and, and just opening fire on the houses where Hamas was holding these hostages. We have to look at this in context of something called the Hannibal Directive, which is an Israeli military procedure to kill any Israeli soldier taken captive by enemy forces. So in 2014, this was implemented in, uh, the 51 day war on Gaza in the Southern city of Rafah, where Hamas had managed to take captive an Israeli soldier named Hadar golden. And when that happened, the Israeli military used the full, um, might of its, of its, uh, force and bombed this area. Massively killing Hadar Golden, so their own soldier, as well as well over a hundred Palestinians at the same time. Um, this became known as Black Friday among Palestinians. So this is the Hannibal Directive, and I think what we saw in Beri, where this where this uh, uh, occurred on October seventh, is the very same logic um, uh, as what what happened in two thousand fourteen, the Hannibal Directive that we are not going to allow any Israelis to be taken captive, taken hostage. So we're just going to kill them all. uh, So so then, you know, there can be no negotiations. And then look at what's happening inside the Gaza Strip, where hundreds of Israelis are held hostage and captive by Hamas. And Israel is doing nothing, at least publicly to secure the release, there's no negotiations that anyone uh, knows about, and is instead bombing the entire place, to smithereens, turning it into a big pile of rubble.
1: Isn't that what our policy used to be, that we never negotiated until just recently? Kind of fast, Bird, Bird and um, this grinder girl, we negotiated. We used to never negotiate. You were pretty much, if you were captured, you're captured. We had the same theory here. We just didn't kill you. The enemy would kill you. But that was our same plan. It's
2: pretty crazy the... The lady that uh, he's referring to, it's like she uh, was interviewing, I don't know, another Israeli guy. But it was really crazy because she's basically talking about how, you know, they, she goes, she, she basically didn't openly say that the IDF was killing civilians, but there were civilians being killed by the IDF in crossfire, you know, trying to kill the Hamas. She said all that, and then this guy kind of talks about that Hannibal doctrine, which is, like, freaking crazy. I mean, I could almost see that. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I could see how that would be, because what's going to happen is if you get one guy taken, then you could be exploited for many. You
1: know what I mean? So they, You imagine you got them in there. so and wild. The Hamas has them. We can negotiate. And it's just like, we don't, they know. What are you going to do with them? So wild. Either release them. Or re-kill them Because to I mean maybe to a Jewish guy They'd rather be killed and have to deal with whatever uh, Hamas is going to do to them I mean I'd rather yeah. be killed than raped I tell you that right now I'd rather be killed than raped
0: hmm.
1: Okay I'd rather be killed and mutilated muli- I'd rather be killed in anything Than whatever thing they want to do to me Just kill them all And if I'm gone, cool i don't want to go through whatever that mm. it, the most scariest thing I'm thinking. I was just thinking this last night, what happened if this country got invaded like that it's all hands on bro they're going to come into your house they're gonna do the same thing because it's a country invading another country. it's war it's well, war dude
2: yeah I mean and it there's, it there's a big difference with firearms, but uh I see what you're saying
1: oh, that's what you think when you have sixteen of those soldiers and your rifle and you're going to take care of a whole group coming into your house. No, bro. You're one soul. You're you're one gun. Maybe you'll stop three of them, but they're going to eventually come into your house. They're going to do what they're, it's an invasion. Yeah. Okay. That's the whole point. They know they're going to lose people. You didn't think Hamas had an idea that they might lose some soldiers in this. They did. They accounted it. But anyways, Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, going on to the next one here. Uh, wow, I have an AP article. This is the first time on the show. How much is two million worth? Uh, theft of two million dimes from truckload of coins from U.S. Mint leaves four facing federal charges.
1: Wow!
2: So the Dude, story, the, the math. What is
1: ten million?
2: They they do say it. Uh, two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars in dimes.
1: Who is gonna? How do you cash in all those dimes?
2: They even. Quit. They even have a little couple pictures of it. But basically, the trucker allegedly was sleeping, which I find weird that he was sleeping and didn't notice people, you know, <laughs> climbing around in his back of his truck, but uh, woke up and, you know, all the coins were gone. It's just getting crazy.
1: $750,000 in dimes.
2: That was uh, Philadelphia.
1: Six tons.
2: Pretty crazy, huh?
1: Wow!
2: And you know, it makes your brain kind of start thinking, or at least makes my brain start thinking. How did they know that that was the truck that had the dimes in it, or were they? Was it just random? But like, since
1: you and I aren't criminals, <laughs> for the criminals, what's the next plan? What's the next step to this plan? What
2: do they do with those dimes? They do say they were going to coin star machines and. Dumping them into Coinstar machines. Uh, Don't you have to put a name and stuff, information
1: for the Coinstar? Not the
2: Coinstars, nope. Uh, they do talk about a little bit about what they were doing to kind of try to get rid of it.
1: Oh, so they caught the guy?
2: Yes, they do got them. Check and this, so check this out. Wow. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports that prosecutors contend that the theft, which they say now totals 234000 was part of a spree of robberies from tractor-trailers passing through the region that also netted thieves' frozen crab legs, shrimp, meat, beer, and liquor. So this may have just been like a
0: A random,
2: yeah, just like... Well, I mean, hey. This is so crazy. Okay, this is the best part. Ready? Uh, Four Philadelphia men, 25-year-old Rakim Savage, 31-year-old Ronald Bird, 30-year-old Hanif Palmer... And 32 year old Malik Palmer. Definitely uh, some uh, some very American names there, huh? <laughs> I got one. Oh, play boy.
3: This. They made those comments because they think they're smarter than us. They're usually think they're intellectuals. I'll give you my definition of an intellectual. There are these people who pretend to believe that there is life on other planets. (coughs) Knowing full well, ain't nobody else out there. It's just us. If there was life on other planets, we'd have sent them some foreign aid by now. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) I did find the... um... (laughs) So true. I found the uh, 9-11 call. 9-1-1,
1: the
15: sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? We have a male drowning in the um, is that back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. They're attempting to go out there um, right now.
16: Uh, what's your phone number that you called in on?
0: What's
15: the best access? swimmer and an agent driving down there right now to get on the boat. Uh, someone came running up to our uh, back post saying that a gentleman, uh, it's just a guest of the house, um, is out there drowning. So right now, a rescue swimmer is going wow. out there. And you a said you guys have boat access, either. so what do you guys need? Do you need an ambulance, or do you need water rescue as well? Um, they didn't advise right now. Um, they. I would say at least an ambulance, and I don't know.
2: Buffering. Sorry, guys.
0: Wow.
2: It's, um... It's a. It is
1: like someone a, trying to cover something and give too much detail. It gets it gets even weirder. What
15: they're, what they're doing in the back of the property right now, I know this getting, real is a We component. have our
0: yeah.
15: rescue swimmer who's getting the boat right now. Um, so, um, <laughs> I would say at least an ambulance. I don't know what the all right time is. They made sure uh, this guy yeah, was I'll send the ambulance over and I'll uh, contact the fire chief and see where he wants to go, uh, the duty chief and see where he, if he wants Let to me contact uh, them the d- there. Dude, this is a nine one one call. Um and uh I don't know if you have like a better number for me to call you back if we get him out of the water and I can give you another situation report. They're not passing anything over the radio right now. Uh, yeah, I can give you that. Yeah, I you bet like. or not yeah, we'll yeah. go ahead. We'll have our uh want land our gate open and we'll send the ambulance down to the front of the house. And uh, I'll, I'll call you back once I hear about, uh, once they give a status report down by the water.
3: Mm-hmm. And do you know if it's a male
15: or a female? Just... It's, it's a male, 40, 40, male. all right. Here's a male. All right, I will, uh, I'll start telling everyone out there, okay? Okay, thank you, sir. You're welcome, thank you, take care. Right.
6: July, 23. Thank you, sir.
15: Thank 2, you 2023
0: 19 53 13
15: um so our rescue swimmers are not able to locate the uh, gentleman that's uh, that was reported drowning um so they they they're out in the water right now. Uh-huh. Um the sure now know they, they they don't they don't know where he is. Pushing his head under the okay. water.
1: So they're unable to locate the party right now.
15: Correct. Okay. So do you have any description of what he was wearing? Um do we know what he was wearing? Um give a second. Uh over It's <laughs> over all the color. And he could be doing this when I he's wearing all black he's got a hat and paddleboard. shorts.
0: So
15: Yeah, so he's wearing all black. He's on a paddleboard. Uh 40 40 year old uh, black gentleman, regular build. Um, And we have our rescue swimmer on a boat in the area right now. Okay. And they haven't they haven't located the um, the 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 paddleboard either. Uh, one second. Pretty fascinating.
2: So somebody, it sounds like somebody actually reported seeing him struggling, like out in the water. Uh. And then he does come back and say they found the paddleboard and a hat is all they found.
1: Anyway. I, I really, I, I watched this show who does um, who does voice analysis mm. and body reading analysis. Yeah, that's cool. I want to hear this guy's interpretation of what he sees because uh, it's like, hold on. Let me, let me find out what they want me to tell you. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is what's happening. Okay, hold on real quick. Let me let me see what they want me to say real quick. Okay, yeah, he yeah, you understand? And can we uh, call? Can I get a better line? Because we're not we're not radioing each other about this.
2: Super weird, huh? Yeah. And you're going
1: okay? So it seems like they don't want any record of it. And the
2: the best part is is like,
1: and I'm surprised that 911 call even made it out. Obama,
2: they were like, oh, we weren't even there. And then it comes out later the stories
1: that he was there
2: later comes out. Well, he originally said they weren't, and then it comes out that yeah, they were.
1: You mean the the uh, dis- disbarred lawyer? Yeah, that guy. You mean the honest man?
2: Let's transition. We're at two hours, we, so we got to go fast. We need to
1: interview an attorney one day to find out what does an attorney have to do to get disbarred?
2: Uh, Tony Words will tell you.
1: Oh, Here we, we got to go. invite him over again. Dude, I still can't keep my eye on that countersink tool.
2: <laughs> Getting distracted.
1: Dude, it's like neat. Uh,
2: Zero Hedge. I got a couple lined up here. We are now in bad news. I did not uh, break that down. You know that
1: countersink tool is way more into all our whole show right now. Come it's on.
2: Terrible. Yeah, well, let's make our show better. World War Three fears trigger American panic buying of 5.56 and two two three ammo. Prices surge 39% in a week. So the number one used rifle ammo in America uh has surged 40%. Uh it had been going down for jeez, what?
1: But didn't they three just recently, years? didn't uh, Trump, uh excuse me, Biden uh didn't just order a a uh ammo and ammunition company to shut down?
2: That was last week, yep. I don't know if he ordered it, but they, uh, no, it, I
1: thought it was.
2: No, I think... Um, yeah. It's it's uh, kind of convoluted, but it's a, a government manufacturing place. They, they're It's a contractor for the government. And then once they're done with their contract for the government, they're able to produce... Bullish a, for the public, yeah. ...civilian. And so I don't know if that's because they bumped the production up of uh, the government... Uh, ammo which is probably what happened uh so there's no time to actually make civilian ammo at this point but uh so those prices went up could have been to do with what you're saying there too i don't know and then we got this which is stressful
16: as we watch our world leaders continue to talk about an ammo shortage continue to say that there is not enough ammo to keep up with what's going on in europe army guide would to watch both North American ammo producers and European ammo producers say that it's hard to keep up. And I know in many of those cases, we're talking about larger munitions, but keep in mind, they take the same uh, raw material, they take the same components. So if you're short on primers for small arms ammo, you're definitely gonna be short on primers for 155 millimeter shells. So As we watch that, we have a reliance here in the U.S. on our private ammo manufacturers. But as it turns out, the largest ammo producer, uh, civilian ammo producer in North America, Vista Outdoors, just sold all of their ammo manufacturing plants. Not some of them, all of them. Uh, All the name brands that you're used to, CCI, Spear, Federal, Remington, Heavy Shot, all of these have been sold to a Czech billionaire that's 30 years old. Now, here's why I am concerned. This is why I'm concerned. Uh, one, we're really hanging on by a thread. If there was any sort of panic moment where civilian, U.S. civilians went out and bought a bunch of ammo, they'd be gone. and would be gone quick, and it's not going to be replenished. And what we had before with Vist Outdoors was a organized, experienced effort. And what we have now is somebody that is uh, not experienced. Now, the other concern that I have is, you know, when you have the largest ammo producer in North America, civilian ammo producer in North America being run by a 30-year-old, his net worth is, according to Forbes, today is worth $2 billion. Well he bought the company for one point nine one billion dollars. So I'm not really sure if he has the money to keep up with this um this effort, so to say, that Vista Outdoors had in their ammo industry. Uh but you know, we'll see.
1: Make your own bullets. Make your own ammo. Buy a simple lathe, make your own stuff. Stop relying on these people. Start learning to produce them. They're not hard.
2: Uh, it's time consuming. Yeah, it's not well, hard though.
1: Having no bullets is uh, worse than having uh, some time there and make your own. I mean, I understand. The problem is that they're not brain surgeons who are doing this. The problem? No, it's
2: easy. But uh, the problem is, is uh, when I was thinking about doing reloads, the primers were. On a like back ordered short shortage list, so you have to have that to make bullets. And if they're, I I don't know for sure, I haven't checked obviously in a year or two, but uh, you know, I assume it's not any better, (laughs) you know. Well, maybe we'll have to go back
1: to muskets, ball bearings, and gun, good old gunpowder, slingshots, somehow, yeah, yeah. somehow, dude, we should have to propel something at somebody at a rapid speed. and... You know, and um, I don't think that person with the other gun is going to care about my freedom of speech.
2: you want to keep going back to that, buddy.
1: I'm going to go refer back to it all the time. Mm-hmm. But this is interesting. This is interesting here. Well, and what I don't understand is how troubling. our government is allowed, because it's not. There- there's actually laws about this in our books about this. When foreign governor- governments are coming in and buying serpent infrastructure companies, There is laws.
2: Yeah, like ex-Soviet Union civilians are buying our ammo companies.
1: (laughs) It's like, what? uh... I I mean, we have companies right now that if they sell to Russia, they're being investigated.
2: You know, what he's kind of referring to, and I could see happening, is this guy scoops up all this stuff. Maybe it's an op. This guy scoops up all this stuff uh doesn't have enough money to run it and it goes bankrupt and they shut it down. Yeah. That's, that's what I kind of see happening. Well,
1: my whole thing is, is it that difficult to open a manufacturer to start producing?
2: Yeah. I don't or know, is it that the states that
1: you're trying to open it are going to.
2: Yeah. You cons- probably got to have some choke you to death. Got to have and, some federal. I mean, to I produce. cannot even
1: imagine what the regulations are to make ammo. I mean, just a machine, it's ridiculous. Uh,
2: This, uh, I should have played earlier.
1: this guy really rubs me the wrong way.
2: (laughs) Uh, This is um, the BlackRock CEO, um, Larry Fink, I think is his name. And he, it's pretty fascinating. I don't know if you're going to be able to follow it, but I'll preface it by saying he is basically saying that this mass immigration mass refugee thing that's going I wouldn't even say immigration mass refugee thing. That's going on in America is good because it'll make uh, employees get paid less. So like, he's basically, he's all on board with open borders. Cause
0: you know what's so uh, interesting about this helps his bottom line.
1: <laughs> May I stop this real quick mm-hmm. today? I got a flyer for a town in next to us called Ventura saying how you could put three five point, 3.5% down in a $980,000 home, which would be about $38,000. How the heck is a person who's making these people that this guy wants to bring in? How are they ever with these sorry mm-hmm. salaries that well, these people want to throw at them?
2: BlackRock bought all the real estate. There you go. So they, it's not about, they, you're but, not allowed to buy anything anymore.
1: So now, <laughs> If you're going to work for BlackRock, I guess you're going to be living down by the river enough to live there to just get to that job because all you're you're not going to make enough money to pay your rent. Yeah, I mean... I mean, when you're paying $3,000 prefer- a month rent, dude, minimum wage ain't going to pay your $3,000 a month rent.
2: Preferably, you know, if you're thinking like BlackRock does, you want people to rent and just barely be able to scrape by. In fact, going to debt a little bit would be good. Like that's this is their mentality, right? They're like, "Well, let's make uh, rent so expensive that people literally can't afford it, but they'll they'll figure it out. They got to live somewhere. This is how these guys think, you know." Well, this is go this by really this, bad.
1: I, I, I've heard this, and this is why I'm I'm going on with it. There was just a comp, a, a CEO, was it New Zealand or Australia, that made this point, saying that the workers yep. now think that that they're the superior. And they, we need to change that to let them start respecting the companies right. and to fear the companies. You're like,
2: what? Yeah, it, we talked about it. I don't think we played the clip, but we talked about it in one show where he was like, they have, they they think they have way too much power. We need to turn it back around, you know. And this is <laughs> like, exactly
1: what BlackRock is talking about because if you play it, check did, it out. Yep,
3: we are going to f- uh, focus on. Um, if the, whole, uh, uh, the whole idea about restricting immigration, big topic here in Germany, big topic in the United States. Um, we are down in the United States, oh, close to 3 million legal immigrants. We've changed the immigration policy. At the same time, there's so many job needs. And in the United legal? States, we've had close to a trillion dollars of fiscal stimulus, just beginning its J curve. Mm these are huge job creators. And at the same time, we have restricted uh, immigration. And huh? as a result of it, you know, we see more wage pressure. So at what cost? We have in the United States a very protracted uh, strike between the auto workers and the auto companies. It has been reported that the, the union is asking for a 40% increase. So at what cost? What, you know, in the long run, what does that mean for jobs? Do mo- yeah. more jobs move? Okay, so I know that that was a hmm. little...
1: Bit- well, what about him cutting his salary? He's <laughs> yeah. worth billions. Uh-huh. This is interesting the way they talk like this. And then they want to know why there's so much animosity between the owner of the companies and the workers. This is exactly how they think about us. We're just a commodity to them.
2: And uh, this is also Larry Fink uh, in a different interview. This is one of my
3: favorites. You have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors.
1: That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I'm wondering if BlackRock sooner or later is going to change their name. Because they abandoned ESG because right now they can't commercially, commercially sell it. They can't. It's a bad name now. Just like Bud Light. It's just a bad name. Now BlackRock right now for me it, it to me it just seems like another what do you call it it's I don't even think you can call them a Nazis or a socialist there's something different dude that that there's something different there they want to be kings and they want us to be slaves something different there because he's not talking about how his salary is so big and how the how BlackRock has to work so hard to pay his salary I don't know.
2: And in our last story of the evening.
9: Victim of this violent attack, which happened on Friday afternoon here in downtown Long Beach. She tells us she is speaking out to warn other women and also to push for tougher laws to keep criminals behind bars. Yeah, Just enforce the laws.
17: I mean, I'm just lucky that it happened in daylight. And not at night, because then I probably would have been raped.
9: You're about to see a sexual attack caught on camera. Rebecca Peterson is simply walking in downtown Long Beach, unaware that a man watching her jumps up from the sidewalk, unzips his pants, and starts following her. Then, within seconds, he pounces, pulling up her skirt, thrusting against her, and knocking her to the ground. Another man sitting nearby springs into action and appears to try to pepper spray the attacker who walks, nice. then runs away.
17: In that moment, I had no idea. My first initial thought was like, is this someone I know, like, playing a joke on me or something like that, you know? And then it was like a matter of seconds. I was like, oh, no, and he's not letting me go. So I just turned real quick. and. Then-
2: By the way, the, the bystander that pep- tried to pepper spray the guy... He is literally all over it. Like he has been, he was watching the guy the whole time. Uh, shout out to this guy for doing something, trying to help.
17: And then fell to the ground. I screamed profanities. <laughs> And then um, asked what the hell just happened. And then there was an older gentleman there that was um, ran him off with pepper spray. And he asked me if I was okay. And I was just, I don't know, I just kept asking, like, what the hell just happened um, in my head.
9: Long Beach police say they located a suspect hours later and arrested 30-year-old Miguel Avila, who is homeless. He was booked on suspicion of sexual battery ready for and, it? in an unrelated case, theft of personal property. People who live and work in the area describe it as increasingly dangerous. They are urging city leaders to take decisive action to improve public safety. It's the store right over here, the owner was hit in the head with a vodka bottle. She had 11 staples in her head and had teeth knocked out. We had a resident of the neighborhood right here who was walking his dog at 545. He was clocked in the head with a pipe and had to go to the hospital for 11 days in ICU. So it's it's all the time.
17: I'm OK. I'm just a little bit more spooked. You know, someone comes up behind me and I'm a little bit more reactive. <laughs> Every woman needs to be armed with something. There you go. To protect themselves and take defense classes. That's what I'm about to just start doing.
9: Bail for Miguel Avila was set at one thousand dollars. The investigation. This is one thousands. of those famous
1: George Soros DAs, if you haven't heard it, that are roaming around the world. This is We have laws in this city, in that city, for that. we That is the whole criminal reform that they've been trying to do, where now the criminals, this is getting old, have more rights than the victims. And this is what I'm arguing with Hollywood, with this whole thing, this whole argument of freedom of speech and everything. There's no argument. Is that when does the victim finally going to be able to defend themselves? We can't. We have DAs right now that are pro uh, violent people than the victim. They. Th- this is exactly what that whole ideology is producing. Producing. Now that obi guy, are we going? Does he have the right to speak after he tried to rape that woman? What is he going to say? What is his speech going to say? Oh, you know what? I haven't had a woman in years. I I don't know. That's what I'm trying to talk about here because this is what this, I believe in freedom of speech in the part that why is there only a $1,000 fine? What's up with these DAs and why aren't they being brought up? Why did this news reporter go visit the DAs and ask why are you doing this? Now that freedom of speech, I'm with it. Where's this reporter going to the DA and asking them, why is this being allowed? There we go. Nation, you hear the sound. Hollywood Hollywood let this go pretty far. Too far. But it was a pretty intense show. And as we can see, the world is, seems to be pushing us that way. It's just what it is right now. Not me. All day long. Well, the voice tells the story. So nation, there's really only one solution. And you can see this. The word of God says that they hate him first before they hated you. Remember that. They have This has nothing to do with us personally. This is a spiritual war. And since it's a spiritual war, there's only one way to get out of it. Get on your knees and pray. Pray with all your heart. Hmm? Love the Lord with all your heart and all your might and love thy neighbor. What's the like thy, thy neighbor? Let's pray for them. Let's pray that God will open up these minds of these presidents and these governors and help them make the right choices. Because right now, it's like the good book says What's wrong, what is bad. They say is good. And what's good is bad. We're seeing it. And we're hearing rumors of wars and all the predictions that the scriptures talks about. We're seeing it. So is this the last horn? Is this the last trumpet? As Bob Marty said, who knows? We don't know. So that's why I'm telling you. The only way we're going to get out of this is by praying. honestly, Get your family together. Get your children together. And just both that. this grow that faith. That faith that God will answer. Because he's answered me. And I have no doubt that he'll answer you. That's the the whole secret. And for the people who have been listening to our show. And have been coming back and telling people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because it's been a blessing for me. Every week, honestly, to just spew out our opinions. And I again am grateful for anyone to listen to the show. So I am OG Mutt Dog. God willing, and I guess Hollywood willing, but mostly honestly, God willing. I'll see you next week. And please pray for Hollywood and Dario, or excuse me, what's his name? OG Mutt Dog. Pray for our families. And I believe truly that's the success of this show. Because Hollywood and I, we pray for yours. Thank you.
2: Let's go, Nonsense Nation. We appreciate you guys making it to the end of the show. Uh, it's a, it was another uh, fire episode over here. So uh, bring a fire extinguisher if you're going to come to the next show apparently. We do, uh, we do love everybody out there. We want, uh, want the best for everybody. Please uh, tell someone about the show if you found some value in it. Uh, it was a little long. Sorry about that. But uh, we will return next week. And um, uh, until then, we will be exposing evil and praising God. And, uh, have a good week, guys.
5: Talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. And I know only I can stop the rain with just the mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, yeah, well, I rebuke you for what I go through With trying to make you do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will
0: Pray right from the heart, cause it's right from the start.